0: On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will not only lay down their wants and dreams for Bad Batch Season 3, but they'll also drop down some take-it-to-the-bank predictions for what may happen to Clone Force 99 and the other Clone Bros... Will Tech return? Who will die? Will Vader show up? Tune in to find out and make sure to stick around for an update on The Mandalorian and Grogu and when it is set to hit theaters. Of course, the show will end with a question a week responses and the latest round of top five Star Wars fan artist features. Punch a Chewie? Now everybody, it's gonna be a tech show from hell. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars time show. That's how we roll. What the hell's going on? My camera's not what?
1: camera's <laughs> not on. Streams not. <laughs> right. It's all right. <laughs> We're here to talk about Bat, Star yes. Wars. Yes,
0: we love you. We we got to nailed the intro. Bat is the man. Be hey, bad. we did not something bad. right today. <laughs> Mad, Uh, yeah, be mad. My bad. (laughs) It's time to restart already. Yeah, (laughs) I'm already starting to malfunction here because of a little tech issue. Right before we went live, I I sent the stream over, and YouTube basically gave us the double bird. It said live streams aren't working right now, and it's like, bullshit, You're, you're YouTube. I mean, come on. You don't go down unless AWS is down. And we're not going to get into all that shit because I kind of hate AWS right now, too. You know, Nick, you're, you're somewhat of a technical person, right?
1: Yeah, somewhat. Yes.
0: I have had a support case in with Amazon and AWS for two weeks now for them to figure out why I can no longer change my fucking passwords. Because every time I go to login security on Amazon Retail... It 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 redirects me to an MFA box for AWS. I've I've disabled MFA on all accounts. I've I've talked to every Indian in their fucking support center, and and they're like, well, I'm going, hey. I, I can't change my password and I'm someone out there that like I'm a big fan of strong passwords, two factor, MFA, whatever you want to call it. I I I believe in the shit because I, you know, I have a master's in cybersecurity. I teach this stupid shit and it's driving me nuts, nuts. I feel naked and and part of the show is on AWS. So the show's penis is also being exposed right now. <laughs> Anyways, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk all things NFL. Yeah, this is the NFL time show. Welcome, <laughs> Matt and Nick. Uh, now, in all seriousness, I mean, if you missed the Super Bowl, What's wrong with you? It really should be. Nick, I know, you know, we talked beforehand, <laughs> not really your thing. I'm I'm with you too. I, I love the game of football, but I, I typically only get into games when the Steelers are playing. Obviously they blow because Mike Tomlin is average at best. So, you know, I've I've had to make the Super Bowl somewhat entertaining for myself these past few years. And luckily Ohio now has legal gambling and and that really made Sunday fun, even though I think I wagered $150, but only ended up losing 20 total. So um, I guess (laughs) I spent $20 to have some fun watching the Chiefs come back and beat the 49ers. Um, Really not trying to do you know a full super bowl thing at all because you know we, we got some star wars to talk about this is we are one week out from bad batch season three dropping the the real media they dropped their uh early previews yesterday nick so the embargoes are up they got to see the first eight episodes and across the board i'm just getting yeah yeah bad batch this is why we love it this is why it's the best animated star wars it's deep it's dark it's emotional so that's exciting So Nick and I, we're here to kind of prime you, to get you ready, you know, to get chubbed up, get those nipples hard for next week. Not only does the Bad Batch return with its final season, a triple episode drop at that, but the SWTS is moving to Wednesdays. That's right. We are leaving our home on Tuesday nights and we're going to go ahead and hop our little happy asses over to Wednesdays at 5, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Woo! I am getting excited. I'm also getting a little, like, shit. I gotta get up early and get all my o- Star Wars time OCD out before my real job starts on Wednesdays for now until May. But, uh, hey, we'll, we'll have some fun. <laughs> we'll have some fun, yeah, hopefully. Figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> it's Like like Nick said, it, it, I mean, as a Star Wars content creator, we always know when a show is in season that w- we're going to get a, a little bit extra juice. But Nick reminded me, he's like, hey, dude, it's, it's Bad Batch, pal. So, yeah, like, it's
1: it's animated Star Wars and specifically Bad Batch because, uh, you know, season seven of Clone Wars did pretty well. But like people don't care about the Bad Batch. Let's just be real. <laughs> like, I know that yeah, people I mean, in this chat care about it, but the general consciousness of Star Wars viewers couldn't give two shits about the Bad Batch.
0: <laughs> agreed. Agreed. So, um, you know, obviously we, we dig it. And and yes, leagues asking, will it be a, a permanent move? Yeah, I, I, it just makes sense for us. There's so many like toy shows on a Tuesday. And we know, you know, we, we know a good part of our community at least started there and they may want to check that shit out. So Wednesdays, we seem to just naturally get better traction. Plus, we're tired of being yelled at by some of the more vocal fans about, hey, you guys take a whole week. To break down the Disney Star Wars. We don't like it. And it's like, well, you know, you got a little bit of a point. So we do what we must for the small vocal fans of Star Wars. We're kind of like Disney, right, Nick? Mm-hmm. We will change anything if a, few, <laughs> if a few fans yell on social media.
1: Okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we are we will pander our asses off. Okay. So, yeah, that's what we got. Um, But before we get there, there there's all sorts of like little low hanging fruit Star Wars to get through. I, I mean, we we got to talk about what Empire did to everyone last week. I loved it. it. It just goes back to the media literacy that I've been trying to train some of you in. Uh, we'll, we'll address that. We'll address the, the Sam Jackson stuff, the Ian uh, Ian uh stuff. What the hell is this Latin? Like? McDiarmid.
1: <laughs> yep, that's Old
0: him. Old Ian. Great, great cover by the way with ian nick did you see it where he's he's kind of holding that like the electro ball all all dark they got like a, a spotlight on them pretty great stuff star wars fo- photoshop did some fantastic work with it by the way check it out on our instagram page at Wars time show writing the stories there good stuff there yeah be mad be mad quit his job to watch us on tuesday <laughs> good, good thing he was quitting Um, yeah. Hey, I I just think we're going to have fun on Wednesdays, but anyways, Bowl. real quick. Love, love Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I'm a sucker for love stories. And I really hope that someone follows them now, now not the season's over with GoPros or TikToks or whatever, because I need my Travis and Taylor fix. I think it's genuine love. And Jason Kelsey is, is, is also a hero of mine. I mean, I I don't know Nick if you saw him partying, he was wearing a luchador mask, <laughs> his Kansas City like overalls, and just wrecked. So that was <laughs> awesome. I thought the, tr- the the commercials for the most part blew. Uh, the Deadpool and Wolverine looks fantastic. Love it. Lo- even though it's looping in TVA stuff from Loki, who cares? It, it looks fantastic. The uh, next Planet of the Apes movie just looks amazing. And then uh, the the Quiet Place prequel, like John Krasinski, who knew? Like, who knew this guy had that much talent in him? I mean, there must be a reason Emily Blunt ended up with him after all. Uh, So those are really standouts, and I do have to give some kudos to Usher. Obviously, I'm a a, a person of his generation. He's only a couple years older than me, but shit, I, I thought he tore it up. 45 years old out there, moving like that, actually singing and dancing, not limp syncing. Pretty impressive. So um, overall, even though the Steelers weren't there because they blow because, hey, yeah, winning seasons. uh, I thought it was a it was a pretty damn fun, entertaining Super Bowl. And I'd love to at least go to Las Vegas for the next one, because that that is the city to host a Super Bowl. Holy shit. Can you imagine what's probably been going on in that city for the past week, dude? I mean,
1: (laughs) no, ah. no. And I'll say this. I never want to go to Las Vegas. It is a city that I have no interest in. Have you ever been?
0: No. Have you ever? You've never been no. like, not. you don't even want to do it once. You're just you're like, I no. cancel.
1: I have no interest in it. Like, I don't like to gamble. Like, I'm not a huge like show person or anything like that. The city for me just doesn't have anything that I'm interested in so like i i probably what about the
0: sphere you know get get a little cooked up on on some (laughs) nature and go to the sphere and stare at that thing
1: nah i'm okay i'm sure that there's a live stream of that somewhere on the internet but like it's (laughs) just like vegas is a city that just doesn't have anything i'm interested in i don't gamble and then like I don't go to like I'll I'll go to a show like a like an actual like stage performance play every now and then with Taylor like we're going to go see Wicked when it comes through Austin pretty oh, soon. Oh, that
0: speaking of that, Nick, Wicked movie trailer I, dropped as well.
1: I didn't see it um but I did see that it came out or that it dropped. Um but yeah, like I like the Vegas no interest. Vegas during the Super Bowl super no interest unless the Saints are in it because honestly <laughs> If the Saints aren't in a football game, I'm totally right. uninterested. Right. Like like I was telling Matt before this went live, the only reason that the Super Bowl was on our TV last night was because one of Taylor's friends had plans that fell through and she wanted to watch it. And I was like, I guess she could come over here. Like I'll cook some wings and stuff and whatever. See,
0: you know, I mean, you you still got into the spirit of it, Nick. I mean, cooking wings, that's that's Super Bowl. And that that's kind of <laughs> what I was saying earlier. Th- this needs to become an American holiday. I, I'm not, I, like, I'm not fucking kidding.
1: I'll take the holiday off. Uh, more than likely, okay. I won't y- watch you're the you're game. You're down for that, though. <laughs> you're down
0: for the holiday. Yeah, end, I'll, so.
1: I'll take the day off of work for sure. Or, we'll the ne- or the next day. But, like, I don't give a fuck about the NFL. Like, honestly, like... The, the the fact that the chiefs of the 49ers won does not affect me in the least <laughs> like
0: it, it kind of bums me out because it, it's clear now that the AFC has another fucking dynasty only three years after the Patriots 20 plus year dynasty ended. So that kind of sucks being a fan of of the Steelers but a fan of the game and just sports in general it's hard not to appreciate what Mahomes, Kelsey Reed and them are doing. Uh, I wouldn't mind, you know. Hey, Pat, break your leg or something if the Steelers end up getting a quarterback. But yeah, it, it, it's impressive.
1: I will say none this, the, none the least. The own like w- the way that we watched it was on Paramount Plus because we don't have cable and we don't have YouTube TV or anything like that. So the game I is heard on, that
0: was a shit show. No, I
1: mean it was totally fine. Like it, okay. it, like from what I remember, like if something. I mean, granted, I was not paying attention to it, so if it fucked up, I probably wouldn't have noticed it anyway. Are you watching
0: a Nickelodeon feed where I, Dora the Explorer would explain? I fucking wish
1: I could have found that one. They, that was not available on Paramount+. Plus, and that's what I was going to say is at least it would have been entertaining if, if I would have had the fucking Nickelodeon <laughs> one on. Because the the one thing Uh, that I definitely want to do is listen to fucking Tony Romo and Jim Nance drone uh, on endlessly in a game that is probably one of the most boring football games that I watched for a whole, like a whole half. Like
0: Tony's a man. It was, I just,
1: (laughs) it was the most droll shit that like, and it was just on in the background. And I was like, and then my friends were messaging like on, uh, like in the group, Like chat that we're in and they're like, oh yeah, we're watching the Nickelodeon version of it. It's so funny. And I was like, fuck, can I find that? And it was only on cable and YouTube TV, which sucked because I got like, I don't give a fuck about Tony Romo's breaking down this game. Like I like, and I played football growing up. Like I played football I played all the sports, but like the storylines in these games are trash. Like he ain't having it. Like they ain't having it. They just don't tell good stories anymore, or or it's just that like after you do sports for like after you watch so many different you know versions of sports for so long, like all the storylines are the fucking same, and it just gets boring. Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I still dig it. I. I become a a diehard Pat McAfee fan. I mean, outside of like his, like the Rogers connection, I love this guy. I mean, he's, he's born and raised Pittsburgh. He's a yinzer. He's charismatic as fuck. I had no clue that he did a stint in the WWE and he's back on Raw now. So, you know, he's got that personality. But they did a show all last week right on Radio Row, had a huge set, and it was prime entertainment. Like that's, I wish we could be them one day, Nick, I would, I would love to have the Matt Haywood show, you know, Nick obviously would be involved, but I, I, I want that, that, that would be my dream to just, every day to just sit in the Thunderdome, standing at my desk, yelling into a mic about star Wars or sports. It would, <laughs> it would be fantastic. All right. I can tell we're, we're losing the uh, chat here. A little too much football talk. Carver, I'll give you that. The, um, the Schwarzenegger State Farm stuff was awesome. Uh, in fact, those in the toy community, you probably know that Plastic Action Jacks worked with them to create a, a, a Schwarzenegger State Farm action figure and, and did some did some toy photography shots over on Plastic Action. Pretty great stuff. And yes, the the Dunkin' Donuts with the Boston boys was was fantastic, too. Uh, you know Brady, Matt, Ben, uh, just just quality. Oh yeah, stuff. I,
1: I I caught that one in like the middle or something like that when they had already was, started dancing.
0: It was fantastic. It's like that that one you, you could you actually feel like they put some money into and they had some smart people behind it. Otherwise, I feel like most companies that spent the seven mil for thirty seconds just flush that shit down the toilet. Uh, And movie trailers are hilarious, dude. They're like, oh hey, new trailer. Go watch it online because we're not paying for two minutes worth of uh, ad time. Smart.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Smart, honestly. <laughs> like
0: all right. So um, you know, there there's our, our Super Bowl. It was fun, would have been more fun if our teams were in it. And and that could happen. It is an there is a AFC NFC split. Yeah. One day. So if you ever see the, the show cancel, it'll probably be when those two teams play each other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That'll be the last day of SWTS. Yeah. All right, Nick, so we, we do have some official news to get into before we start picking through some of the Empire coverage of TPM's 25th anniversary that just absolutely trolled some of the biggest Star Wars fan channels last week, and I love it. What I love even more is their negative reaction to them being stupid, but we will, we will get into that because you know I like to kind of highlight how dumb people are. Um, but anyways, outside of me clearly spending way too much time on Sideshow, as you can see, my targeted ads, even on our own site are nothing but hot toys, (laughs) probably because um, you fuckers finally convinced me to buy this C-3PO. Yes, I did it finally. And then I had to get the Han. So that will now, Nick, I will finally, once these two show up in another year or so, I will finally have the full original trilogy cast.
1: Nice. I know
0: that was bothering you. (laughs) I know that was something that really upset you. Every time you would come online, you'd be like, hey, dude, do you have the cash yet? And I'd say, no. You'd be like, you're a loser. And I'd be like, I know, Nick. It takes some time, but I'm finally going to have the full OT. Anyways, so this Mandalorian Grogu thing seems to be the title, huh, buddy? Because, uh, you know, we're, we're getting some graphics now being put out about it. Literally, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, and Grogu. But more importantly... Uh, Disney had a pretty big news week last week. I I think it kind of got drowned out because it was Super Bowl week, but they had their, I don't know if it was the end of year call, Nick, but it was one of their big quarterly earnings. So obviously big Dick Bob Iger gets on there and starts talking about everything and that's going to justify his $40 million bonus or whatever. But he did drop some official news for us soothsayers and, and now we can start kind of speaking to the roadmap and what star wars film is going to hit when so it's at least clear at this point in time that we're getting three movies nick between 26 and 27 you heard that right mm-hmm. they're they're going to try another double release year just like the formula that sunk Star Wars movies in 2017, or I mean 18, with, uh, uh, you know, TLJ and then Solo coming soon after it. But, the important stuff here is on this call, Bob said, the first movie out will be The Mandalorian Grogu. So that, that's, that's done. Unless, unless he you know goes back on his word or something gets jacked up again at Lucasfilm, which hey we know is a there, there's a great chance of that happening, especially with movies.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, come on, there's like hey Tyke, Ryan. I mean, at this point in time, Ryan Johnson's trilogy could technically be done, like out. We all have it on our our, our streaming decks, whatever. Or I know some of you probably would have boycotted, it, but I mean, we are we're we're five years past. Tross at this point in time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Five years and, and in they're, December.
0: They're, I don't think Disney, <laughs> when they bought this shit in 2012, was like, yeah, well, yeah. Around 2019, we're going to take a fucking five year break for movies. Cause yeah, well, why not? Why not? Yeah. Remember back then, Nick, that's all star Wars was, was movies. They, they didn't even have like the TV plans yet. So, yeah,
1: I think that it was just like at that time too, it's like they had clearly finished whatever their plans were for the, the sequel trilogy. So that was done. And they had decided after Solo, like no, no more spin-offs. Star Wars stories, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. no more spinoffs. So they really didn't have a choice. Like they they really right. were. There was no in plan. A, yeah. Like they were put in a position to where it's like, OK, well, we have publicly stated that we're not going to do spinoff movies anymore. So we can't do one of those. And we just finished the only trilogy that we were working on. So we don't have anything else locked and loaded so that that's when it just became tv land like it was all it was all tv well, i
0: mean if you think about nick we've we've gotten two tv series that used to be movies the book of boba yeah. fett yep. and kenobi yep. i mean it's just they were done deals we had scripts they were films mangold talked about it uh, you know he was like i was gonna make boba like rated x uh, but but oh well hey look at this one six shooter showing up speaking of him well, he's he's making a call out to the scoundrels. Mm-hmm. We we probably should figure that out. Yeah, it, gotta, things have gotten a little chaotic now. Bad batches start, and we're moving to Wednesdays. Might have to do scoundrels on Tuesdays. So, Trevor, if you hear us, get in Discord and, and drop out some potential dates: February and March. How's that? There we go. We're we're, we're planning mm-hmm, live. Mm-hmm. We are playing live. BMAD's asking how long was it from episode six to episode one? A long fucking time. It was like, uh, almost 20 years. It, it was 1983 19- 80, to 99.
1: Yeah. 83 to 99, so 16 years.
0: So, so you, you youngins, you got to remember like us old people think about the weight we had. And and this is where I know Connor from Beyond the Dune Sea is, He you know, he's, he's got some high intelligence. He's like, you know, he... I think we forget that you all had all that time to sit there and think about prequel stories. And then when it was announced, you, you had another three or four years to think about what you're going to see. And, you know, hey, we we've suffered from the headcanon pitfalls that everyone <laughs> does. But it is. I mean, some of you youngins that were born with the prequels, you've never really had to sit idle. Yeah, I mean, I mean a, a couple years after Revenge, what we had to wait till 28 before the cartoon started. Yeah, so, two thousand eight. You know, they had a little bit of a down period there. Well, but even
1: before that, like I think it was oh seven when the when the Clone Wars movie came out, the animated movie. No, that's
0: that's what I was talking oh, okay, about. So, so okay, uh, Sith dropped in five, and then I, I believe the movie Nick was actually two thousand eight. Okay,
1: I thought it was oh um, seven, but that could, that you are probably right. So uh, uh, yeah, August fifteenth, two thousand and eight.
0: Yeah. So you know you haven't really had to. Uh, yeah, those of us here we go Carver Tate. Those of us in our 40s refer, refer to that 16-year period as the Dark Ages. Yeah, I mean, it's just you never knew. I mean, that's why I think all of us were so excited for the just the idea of the special editions because it gave us another chance to go see a Star Wars movie in theaters, which we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. Prequel fans are going to have that chance coming up in May, and I'm kind of excited for it. I'm definitely going to make a trip. All right. Here we go. So, like I said, back to this story. So, Bob Iger, Nick, he's on this call. Mandalorian Grogu is going to be the first movie out. So, we're like, okay, well, well, when is that? Well, it just so happens we also got a refreshed Lucasfilm uh, movie schedule. Mm -hmm. And if you look through it, everything is still untitled. But based on what Bob said, Mandalorian Grogu will be the first movie to hit theaters. Mandalorian Grogu is coming out May 26th. So we still have two full years to wait. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, you and I, we've been kind of eyeing up the December 25 date as a potential. That is out the window at this point in time. So it's looking like Mando and Grogu, May twenty-six. But then, Nick, there's another unnamed Star Wars movie in the December 26th slot.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Which... Ray, you think, just based on the level of heat and script. Yeah, we know we got a script. Daisy signed on.
1: I mean, honestly, if if that's going to turn into a series, I mean, I I don't know what their plans are, but the way that this is setting up, it looks like if they're going to go back to a two movie a year system for Star Wars or two, like, you know, dropping two movies at the same time. Then they may use the May slot, the summer slot for one-offs, and then this the uh, December Christmas holiday slot for for, yeah for like the bigger either like sequelized or like series based movies. So yeah, I mean that would make sense to me. Um, that the 20, uh, twenty-six December release would be the the Ray movie because that's the only one that we have any like kind of solid details. Like, yeah, around.
0: I mean it's <laughs> you know it, it's got to be her Dave's and Dave's just doesn't make sense if they're doing Mando and Grogu and May. Like why 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 suck away any of his punch for a Mando verse movie a few months before it
1: releases? So
0: yeah, I'm I'm thinking Daisy's goes in December of twenty six and then December twenty seven. Another one. Is that like, could that potentially be Mangold or is that Dave's Mandoverse?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a that's a tough one. I would imagine that that would be the Mandoverse finale movie like the or whatever crossover, whatever you want to call it. I imagine it would be that Um, because the Mangold movie is still like we, we, we don't really know anything about it. Yet, other than like it's set, it's Dawn of the Jedi time. It's like way in the past. And it would make the most sense given what Disney's like kind of plan is to bring the Mandoverse to a close before you start more heavy investment into the film side. Because once you bring the Mandoverse to a close your investment on the TV side is going to be much lower. So you can take the funds that you would have used for TV shows and invest that into the movie side of things. So that that's my thought on it is like, they want to close out the Mando verse shit by 27 and then reinvest the money that would be gone into those series into film again, more movies.
0: Yeah. It's, it's weird because if Mando Grogu's going May 26th, we need to get Ahsoka ran before the next Mando movie. And you could argue until Disney comes out and straight up says, Hey, no more Mando, no season four. There's potential that we, we have a whole other season of Mando owed to us. Do you like how I use the word? Owed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the December 27 could, could be James or Hey, maybe Taika pulls a script out of his ass or something, but I think one thing that we all can at least take to heart right now: Mando, Grogu, May twenty-six. That that seems yeah. like a stone cold lock. Both from Iger saying it on an earnings call, and then getting this uh, release schedule. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of untitled Marvel on there as well. Yeah, so untitled. A lot
1: of untitled Marvel, which is surprising considering. I mean, there's three Marvel movies releasing in twenty-six. And given what Iger said about pulling yeah. back from Marvel and focusing on core storylines, like liar, that's pretty crazy. So, I mean, I don't know what these are, but, you know, we have Captain America, New World 25 and then the Fantastic Four movie with in Thunderbolts, the Thunderbolts thing. I'm fucking blown away that they're actually going to do that. Like that, that's always
0: in it though, right? Who? Han's in it.
1: Oh, Alden Ehrenreich is in that movie. No,
0: uh, no, Harrison Ford.
1: Oh, Harrison Ford's in it. Oh, okay. I'm,
0: I'm almost positive, like he's playing the general or one of the, one of the guys. I
1: just like I don't think that. I mean, like maybe they're just fucked because they're already in production for it <laughs> and they have to release it. But like that ain't a core storyline for sure. Like, yeah,
0: dude, I, I, it's like I'm, I'm not as bad as you <laughs> at this point in time with the MCU. But that Echo series, I, I I'm not even gonna touch it. I just, I don't care. I've slowly been going through the what ifs just cause they're what ifs. I like the animation. I like the concept of what if I think star Wars should do. What if it'd be super rad, but I just there I'm, I fully lost that man. I can't wait for the next Marvel movie. It's like, yeah, I'll go see it week one or whatever. So like I said, I'm not fully canceling it like Nick did, but it just, it, it the, the luster has worn off. Well, sadly. yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it's because they fucking shoved it down people's throats. Like I said, it was like an oversaturation of content. And that's what you well, have to do. we liked know.
0: it when it was good. You know, when when we were phase one, two, and three, and we we're getting two or three movies a year, we're like, yeah. But now that it's not had a cohesive, clear yeah. villain or arc or really even connecting them through stingers, we are kind of like, eh, eh. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And I really Dude, they didn't even announce that the Marvels came out on Disney Plus last week. Like there was nothing. Not even a not even a tweet.
1: Yeah, I, I did see that they just like skipped that announcement. But like I think what it really was is that like you could call them phase one, two, three, whatever. Like that was like from when Iron Man came out to when Endgame came out, that was all one story. You could put it in phases if you want to. It, it's not. That was one story that was told all the way through. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and then like one, when you end there, they just didn't have anything ready to like pick up and have another cohesive story. Which is so it was which trash. Is
0: insane. Like you, you had all that fan gratitude build up i mean they 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 could have shit in our mouths and we've been like yeah i,
1: I also iron just,
0: man's death i just don't
1: think that that like large scale movie producers like i mean well like disney in particular with marvel i don't think that they understand the value of not having content out like not like like literally having a break like hey okay, we just, we just wrapped up you know 15 years of storytelling around that with with Endgame. Yeah. Um so we're going to take a breather and then we're going to let anticipation build for the next thing to come out and they really didn't do that like they didn't allow enough downtime between Endgame and and the trash yeah, to really allow people to it's, get it's excited. It's
0: odd what's happened there. You got to wonder if, if Feige's just over it or doesn't give as much shit or because of all the success and fame and power he has now. I and mean, sometimes that works a, a human over and they may not try as hard next time. So who knows? It, yeah, that's, I think we have a, a Spider-Verse movie coming out this week. Oh, I might yeah. go see it just because Dakota Johnson that is That is smoking. trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, of course it's going to be trash. But I mean, anything you,
1: that Sony does that's Marvel that's by themselves is garbage. Hey man, <laughs> when you
0: pay for AMC stubs or whatever, you, you got to get your movies in every week. So, go see you know, Lisa
1: Frankenstein. If Don't go see that Madam Web trash. Go see Lisa Frankenstein. That movie is fucking hilarious. And it's Zelda Williams, which is Robin Williams' daughter. It's her directorial debut. It's super funny. It's an hour and 40. And it, it was well worth going see. So if you're going to go waste, uh, if you're going to, well, if you have the movie pass already and you're not wasting money on it, definitely go see Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, I want to
0: see that one with, uh, Emma Stone. Is it Emma Stone? Oh,
1: that's like peculiar ones or something like that.
0: No, where she's a, she's kind of like a Frankenstein. Like yeah. she's a robot that gets I, made.
1: I can't remember. It's like peculiar, poor things. That's what yeah, it's.
0: Yeah. It, either way, it, it's, it's like an, an Oscar darling. So I'm sure it's all right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on that. It, it, if we do Madam Webb, it's It's cause the kid wants to go. You gotta remember sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta entertain the little people. Uh, but yeah, I listened to to Stern today and hearing about what she wore on Seth Meyers. It apparently is like a see-through jumpsuit and go
1: Dakota. Thank you. What the else other was thing, she? I don't Like, is she, was she in like 50 something Fifty Shades. Else? Oh, I didn't she see any like of those movies. She was like getting
0: beat. Uh, but she's also the product of Melanie Griffith and uh, Don Johnson. So she's like Hollywood. Nepo oh, baby so she's,
1: kind. yeah. She's just been in the industry forever.
0: Yeah. But she does—I don't know, man. She's not like a traditional, wow, that girl is hot, but she just oozes this aura of— yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing, and this kind of ties us back to the Super Bowl, and Nick went to see the, the Nickelodeon broadcast, but <laughs> Howard featured some of it, and then he did a bit on it. But apparently there's a character called Sandy Cheeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the little squirrel okay. from SpongeBob. So,
0: so so Howard does a bit where, you know, he puts on, a, like, a voice mod, so he sounds like a cartoon character. And he's like, oh, because they were explaining football rules and plays the kids and he's like hey sandy cheeks here after the game travis kelsey is gonna put his penis inside (laughs) taylor swift and it's like oh man that's why i love that guy it it, (laughs) it was it was (laughs) it was so perfect uh but yeah i know everyone he's he's an awful human because of what he did like 20 or 30 years ago with with strippers so we we don't try we don't bring his name up too much on the show because I know it triggers people. All right, this empire thing, dude. I I know you weren't probably keyed into it.
1: Yeah, I just saw but it. I I, I got to set feed. it up for you because it, it's <laughs>
0: hilarious. Like this, it, it it's it's a microcosm of of how certain humans act in general. It's not necessarily Star Wars, you know, fan sites, news sites, YouTube channels, or whatever. But last week. Empire and kudos to Empire social media like Bravo killed it killed it you you probably are going to get death threats from some of the Star Wars nuts but you killed it you did your job so what happened Nick I think it was last Thursday they put out a tweet space background backdrop you know stars with the Star Wars credits blue right so you know you got that that blue Star Mm -hmm. Wars look Mm -hmm. and it just said Hello there, dot dot dot. Okay. And then in the caption, it's like big news coming, 4 p.m. Friday. So I, I look at this and I go, oh, interesting. I'll I'll definitely look at socials around four to see what it's about, but I can tell you right now it's not going to be anything major because let's let's think this through everyone. Because Nick, everyone saw this tweet and they're, you know, Star Wars theory, he's on YouTube. It's official! Kenobi 2 coming. We're going to hear it tomorrow. Disney did it. Kenobi 2. It's official. Look, Empire. Hello there. Eckert's Ladder, another one. Oh my God, I can't wait. We're getting Kenobi or we're getting a movie announced. And I'm sitting here Thursday going, am I I getting stupid? Am I missing something here? But when has
1: Empire ever had any
0: (laughs) major studio gone to Empire? Yeah to break news like that
1: no you know where they go to break news for disney it's entertainment weekly every fucking time like
0: or or their or their own social networks like or or starwars.com i mean lucasfilm disney they are not going to give kenobi season two greenlit to empire to help them launch their next monthly magazine so what really cracked me up, Nick, I, I'm seeing all this Thursday and I'm, I'm holding, I'm holding true. I'm like, this is going to be a nothing. This it, It's going to be like some special magazine cover or some shit like this. You know, everyone's still like, oh man, it's almost, what, what are we going to get? Kenobi, next movie. And they're, they're canceling the sequel trilogy. It's just like, oh man, they are running with this. And then obviously Friday comes <laughs> and then you get the reveal and it's literally three special covers to honor the Star Wars prequels a a 25th anniversary of TPM to honor the prequels so yes that is cool we're looking at one of the covers right now Nick and I'm not gonna lie it is fucking rad I mean it's like a where's Waldo of the prequel era it's done in that style It, it almost looks like a you know my room as a as a kid throwing all my action figures into a pile. It's great art. It really is. It's it's a fantastic cover. I love it. I would hang it on my wall. Hell, even the other even the other covers you can buy in store that aren't for subscribers, they look great too. Twenty five years of the Star Wars prequels. All sorts of new interviews. Yes, great content, but not what everyone was expecting. And then the fallout. Like I said, man, it's like Disney really fucked this up. I can't believe this crap look at this Lucasfilm is you know it's like in in what they're doing and hopefully everyone can see this and and as I started this this is a microcosm of how humans act these days it's where they will build up this fake bullshit scenario in their head based on two words Run with it as if they've got the scoop. It's real. This is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rah, rah, rah. Come to my channel. Blah, blah, blah. Clickbait, clickbait. And then when it doesn't pan out because they're stupid, they don't blame themselves for being idiots. Right, Nick? Who do they blame? Oh, fucking Disney. <laughs> Way to go, Lucasfilm you failed you suck like like lucasfilm had anything to do with empire's tweet on thursday Yeah,
1: it's like they weren't affiliated with that at all that you got baited hard and you fell for it It,
0: it, i i just it's like come on people can we can we like let's get things back to reality star wars time show if i'm not putting something out there you go then you know it's probably not that big of a deal. Hell, these days I barely post anything to StarWarsTime.net just because I've I've gotten really fucking lazy. I mean, look, we're just, we're looking at other people's contents. We would never do this. But when I take time to post something like the Mandalorian Grogu post, that's because I know it's real. I've researched it. I've looked beyond one source, okay? So, ha 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 to all you, <laughs> not not you all idiot fans, but all you idiot creators and Star Wars influencers out there, that thought you you sniffed something out based on an Empire tweet. Hello there. You know what? Get over yourselves and learn how to read media. It was so clear that this was going to be a nothing. And I don't want to discount it because, listen, I, I might pick this up. Because I, I do think it probably has some great interviews with Hayden, Natalie, Ewan, Liam, Sam, Ian. I mean, it will be a nice little thing for your collection if you're a Star Wars fan, but it's like, Jesus. And, and the, the, the reaction and the blaming everyone else. Oh, fuck you, Disney. You're the one that made me, you know, do this big flashing lights, clickbait stream. It had nothing to do with me and, and just trying to get my audience and, and scratch my narcissism. No, it's your fault. Fuck those people. <laughs> All right? Fuck them. Okay. And you know, if we fuck something up, we'll be the first people to tell you. Okay? Any leak I put out there didn't hit. What I do? I get on here and I smack myself. All right. But yeah, look at these covers are fantastic. I I I think I would go with the dark side cover over the light side if I were going in store, Nick. And if I know a subscriber and they want to send me the uh, animated cover, go for it. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I'm probably Car- not going to buy let go. a magazine, but I'll see. Maybe.
0: Carter Carter nails it here. People are losing their critical thinking skills and are hooked on the dopamine highs and lows of social media. That, that's that's 100%. I, I teach young adults for a living, and it's so clear that these young generations are just like, uh, A phone told me, so it's good phone say yes phone say no it's like fuck people come on it's scary it's scary all right um yeah that's right bat that's right yeah well bat we we know you you're a normal person but we're running out of those normal people oh also gotta shine a little spotlight on the Hayden cover Nick I don't know if you saw this one but paid great homage to the Jake Lloyd poster from TPM. I
1: did see that image, he, yeah. He,
0: Okay, yeah, so you know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But for those of you mm-hmm. on the radio, it's, it's yeah. a fantastic shot of Hayden. He's looking sexy as hell. All black, kind of like a black trench coat, black shirt, black turtleneck. Very Vader-esque. And uh, you got the Vader shadow behind them. It, it's just a really cool shot. And uh I think the last thing from that reveal before we get into the Sammy J and the Ian articles, because they, they kind of threw some funny things out there that we can discuss real quick before bad batch time. Um But this this one I know this one has me excited. I, I am excited for this. I know I know Nick's gonna boycott it, but I've been unabashedly clear that the Phantom Menace is my favorite prequel movie it it, it still is I love it even though Attack of the Clones every time I watch it is getting better and better (laughs) um but Nick to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the beginning the genesis of the Star Wars prequels Lucasfilm and Disney are re-releasing The Phantom Menace in theaters beginning May 3rd. So it's going to be yeah. a May May 4th kind of gift for everybody, May the 4th, if you will. And um, I, I, I kind of dig it. I, I don't think they're doing anything special with it. Uh, I, I saw TPM years ago when they did, George was considering doing 3D remakes of the prequels. He stopped after TPM, but I at least went and checked that out. I got my Darth Maul 3D glasses. Thank you. Uh, but I'm definitely going to go check this out, maybe, maybe take the kid, maybe another buddy and his daughter who's they're kind of getting into the Star Wars. But I am I am excited to return to theaters to go watch uh, TPM.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go see it, too. I may um, convince Taylor to go with me because we had like she's seen all the movies except the prequels. So I think that giving her the opportunity to see them in theaters would be a more interesting way than just like sitting at home and watching them. So yeah, I mean, if they I mean like if they do something similar to what Lord of the Rings did because what Lord of the Rings did was when it was 20 years for uh Fellowship, they just kind of did the whole trilogy. They were like 20 years for Fellowship, we're going to re-release the whole trilogy in theaters and that's what we did. We saw we got to see all three of them in the theater. So I thought that was cool, but it seems like they're not going to do that with Star Wars. So we'll go see TPM and then We'll wait until they do the release for AOTC and and then for ROTS and we'll see those in theaters too.
0: Oh, I I can't wait for Attack of the Clones. I um uh, I put out I did one of our little clips and I, I'd love for people to start checking these out because I am putting a little more effort into them. It seems to be paying off on YouTube, but nowhere else. So I'll keep doing it. Why not? I kind of like it, a little therapeutic. But um, it's our conversation on the Geonosian arena and your your comments the best it just goes under the radar but you're like yeah it's a pretty flashing light scene
1: (laughs) i mean that's all that scene i love it i love (laughs) it
0: he always tries to stay positive but it's like you can tell he's gritting his teeth through a smile like dude everything you're saying is complete bullshit but yes it has pretty lights and wavy (laughs) swords. so yeah um all right yeah hey hey ben good to see you here buddy um, so yeah that's coming may 3rd more than likely that means you, you probably can get may 2nd thursday night tickets that's probably what i'll, I'll shoot for uh, but it looks we're gonna have it, it looks like may the 4th must be a saturday this year so that's nice hey it, it's day drinking may the 4th in 2024 anyone with me yeah let's do it i'll just sit here on youtube all day drinking you can tune in and see my various stages of drunkenness you know, if, mm-hmm. if I make it all day, I'll probably just be my head laying on the table with YouTube having a timeout message at the top. Uh, so there you go. TPM. Good looking pose. I I, I kind of dig that poster. Yeah, it's, good, gotta, it's
1: definitely a good poster for sure.
0: All pulls you in. You got the Jedi bros there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So I, I saw some of you already popping off about the uh, Sam Jackson stuff in the live stream chat, which is awesome. If you would like to join our live streams, don't forget, they're moving to Wednesdays, 5P East, YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Um, Check us out. All right. So, you know, uh, Empire, obviously, they're, they're trying to sell some issues, Nick. So they've been giving us little teases online from some of the interviews contained within the actual words and shit. And one of the interviews is, is going to be with Samuel L., you know, Mr. Jackson here, the, the actor behind probably my least favorite Jedi, Mace Windu. And as anyone that has acted in Star Wars, they're always asked about their time in Star Wars and they're always kind of asked to like, hey, would you want to keep doing it? And it's like, that's the dumbest fucking question. <laughs> hey, you want to keep making millions of dollars and dress like a Jedi and get lightsabers? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Even Natalie Portman, Nick, is, is is saying, yeah, fuck, I'll do this shit. Why not?
1: I mean, you know? I think a lot of that is because of the tonal shift around. I mean, I will say this. Sam Jackson's always been like, I'm ready to go again of course, from the day of course. he finished filming uh, ROTS till now. So he, he has stayed very consistent. I think all of these other people are starting to be like, oh, yeah, I'll do it too. Because now the narrative around the the prequels has shifted pretty Yeah, you
0: you're, you're spot on. I think for Hayden 100%. I believe in this Empire uh, magazine it goes into. He's like, "You know, my my Star Wars journey is a little different than everyone else's cuz it is a little chaotic there to start and it kind of ruined my career." Yeah. Like- so um <laughs> but also you got to think, man, and and you know, this is one of your favorite things to talk about, but sadly cinema is is dying and i hate to fucking say it because i i can't imagine a world where matt can't go to a fucking movie theater and see a movie but i i i think actors have figured it out they they're they're seeing you know a shift to streaming going back to tv hell i mean a lot of big actors do commercials now that would have never happened 10 15 years ago i mean that was considered like oh your 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 career's almost over so go hack american express so it could also just be hey fuck wherever there's work I'm taking it these days. I don't care if it's going back to Star Wars where I was made to look like I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I think that like the the commercial scene existed for celebrities but specifically in like countries like Korea and like South Korea and Japan like they would get paid fucking huge amounts of money to make commercials over there. But yeah, I mean I think now it's it's more around like they're not like one actor salaries you know, have been renegotiated with the, the actor strike and stuff like that. So issues around like pay specifically for like, you know, non huge stars have been kind of addressed a bit, but also like actors realize that like they are the brand now and whatever they do is what dictates, you know, like their sphere and, and, and things that come their way. Like previously You could get like blackballed in Hollywood. Like, it was a lot easier for an actor to like pop up somewhere and then disappear and you not know what the fuck happened. Now actors realize like, all I gotta do, if like, if somebody really fucks me over, all I gotta do is make a post about it on social media and people will see it. Like, it's a lot easier for them to like control their own narrative and be in charge, like be in control of what people <laughs> or,
0: or light their own narrative on fire. Yeah, they, they can also
1: do that for sure. <laughs> they can do that for sure. But like, um, that's uh. why like people are way more willing to like do stuff that they wouldn't do before. Like they're may- way more willing to be in commercials. They're way more willing to like yeah. revisit stuff that they didn't want to prior. And, and they, they realized that like now somebody like Harvey Weinstein can't fuck me over because like I have my own platform. That's a so, good point. Yeah,
0: good point. See that—that's why we went to the smart kid here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He always. But anyways, back to, back to Sam Jackson here. We we're already getting on a tangent. And we gotta we gotta keep moving. We got bad batch to get to. So you know, like I said, he's talking to Empire and they're asking him questions, and, and Sam just starts yelling out, "He's not dead!" It's like okay. Uh, And then they're like, well, what, you know, what, what what did you want Mace Windu to do in a Disney plus series? And he said, everything. Yes. So (laughs) listen, as Nick said, I mean, he's been stumping this for years. I could fully buy into Mace surviving. I mean, he, he did just get a, a, an appendage chopped off a little bit of lightning. Uh, we, We know that technically couldn't kill a Jedi. He might be able to float himself down there and have a soft landing. So uh, I mean if Palpatine can return Mace can sure as fuck return would you want it when would you want it set and is Sam already aged out of playing a return Mace Windu
1: I mean honestly just fucking do it honestly cuz like at this point no everybody who's died in Star Wars has come back that matters True. like it it True. really like
0: Yeah no the death means nothing I'm just yeah. Okay, so you want it yeah. when do you want, just, it? You want it? Do you want it soon after or do you want it like into the Mandoverse timeline? He's just been been hide now.
1: No, give it give it to me in the same timeline as Kenobi. Like give me give me that same okay. timeline you get to then see the juxtaposed position that that Kenobi was in versus versus Mace Windu, see how they were taking you know, the fall of the Jedi Order differently. What was Mace doing versus what was Kenobi doing? You have an opportunity there for them to fucking meet up. Like, just set it in that same timeline. And I don't know. I mean, like, st- storyline-wise... Who the fuck knows, right? Like,
0: Yeah, I was going to say, so what, what's Mace's excuse for doing nothing? Then, Like, he literally does nothing, nothing. At least Yoda and Obi-Wan, after 18, 19 years, they finally did something.
1: Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, we, we can, at this point, <laughs> with all the bullshit that they've added around that time period, like, Mace Window could literally be out there killing stormtroopers left and right, <laughs> and like, we it's believable. It's like, yeah, sure, I guess yeah. so. Like, hey why not like he could he could be out there like truly just as a rogue like a rogue agent a, like a ronin style um
0: it would uh, make the character more interesting and yeah. likable i think So, like listen man Do you do you like Mace Windu, like live action Mace Windu, or even animated Mace Windu?
1: I mean, I I thought that he gave such a different dynamic to every other Jedi. I thought that that, like the way that he played that character, or like I don't know if it was the way that he chose to play it or if it was the way that George wrote it, but like it was built in a way where it's like, okay, like all of the Jedi that you know other than Mace Windu are relatively level-headed and this dude is kind of crazy.
0: He he's got strong opinions. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he he definitely Will tell you what he's thinking. I I don't know. I just he's such a dickhead, uh, and and that carries over in the tales of the Jedi. You get to see how big of a shithead he is, the Dooku. I mean, you you could argue that Mace Windu is responsible for both Count Dooku and Anakin turning to the dark side and destroying his order.
1: Yeah, and in, it, in
0: fact, I don't even think you have to argue it. I I think he's ninety percent responsible. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I I do think that um that could be an interesting storyline to follow, you know, like it would be cool to see like him grapple with like all of the things that he did during his tenure as a grandmaster of the Jedi order while also like what I think would be really cool for that character is something like, like almost like a, a character like the ghost of Tsushima lead where he's like, he's, Make it like he has made a or Jin Sakai. Yeah. But like to his enemies, he's just known as the ghost. Like they don't know who he I mean, like Yeah, they, so they, so I
0: think what you're 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 spitting here, and tell me if I'm wrong, it would essentially he's gonna handle it the opposite of Kenobi, where Kenobi kind of shut himself off from the force and just cried in a cave for ten years. Yeah. Mace is almost embracing his pain and and hate for what happened to him. Yeah. But not going full dark side. Not,
1: yeah, like not going full dark side, like truly taking out his, well, like whatever is going on in his head, his hate for what he, he has become, his, yeah. you know, his his disappointment in himself for how he failed the order and like taking it out in that like, you know, precision strike style of way against the empire. Yeah, I like that. And, and, and then it's like, you don't, and then you keep the character protected from being like, oh, well, why didn't anybody know about him? Because yeah, built into the story, he is protecting his own identity.
0: Yeah, he's off his... You know, he's 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 gone off the, the Jedi beaten path a little
1: yeah. bit. Yeah, so, so. I, I think that there is a cool opportunity for All that. Right. And I think that, like, there are people that would watch that series purely for Sam Jackson. Like, they they're not Star Wars fans. Like, these people are like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember. Like... I'll watch that for sure. I think it has a high watchability, like probability, because people who are who don't really care about Star Wars outside of the movies would be like, "Fuck, Sam Jackson's in it." Yeah, I'll watch it. Um, and I think that there's a good story to be told. Like, if you just accept the fact that this character is probably not dead, which just makes sense narratively. There's been people who have come back alive or like not died from way worse than what happened to him.
0: getting chopped in half just to name
1: one yeah chopped in half exploded in a fucking death star explosion like thrown (laughs) like like truly what happened to him is no worse than what happened to ben in in tross like he gets thrown down like thrown down a huge fucking thing too like
0: and we saw luke eat lightning for a minute or two straight so we know the lightning blast didn't kill him yeah
1: so like the, the fact that we're just like you know we're just supposed to believe now that everybody else has come back alive. That Mace Windu's dead just makes no sense. So just fucking bring him back. Let him do a series. Yeah.
0: No, I'm with you. And, and, and listen, I love Sam Jackson. Like none of my negative Mace stuff is because of Sam. I just he's he's a dickhead Jedi. But maybe that's why he, he you know, a lot of people were, are drawn to him. He is so yeah. different. Like Nick said, he he does not act like, anyway, he didn't even act like the Chosen... I mean, he, you could expect the Chosen One to be a little dicky. He, he didn't even act like that. I mean, Mace is Mace. But yeah. I, I think he, he made a lot of bad choices in his time on, on the Council and to get to the Council. You remember, he, he essentially threw Dooku under the bus to take the, yeah. the Council seat. I mean, I so. think that
1: that's like the value of it, is really seeing these Jedi who survived and were in prominent positions like Obi-Wan Kenobi and like Mace Windu and and yoda like really see their moments of reflection to like really truly understand like do they do they understand what went wrong like do they understand how this all happened and like see them process you know how an order that stood for thousands of years leading up to it was a what fell so i mean you could call it easily like you know and I think that there would be value in that. And I, well, think-
0: I I mean, dude, think about it. Think about how he'd be feeling the moment he wakes up on the, on the streets of Coruscant. He, I would be like, shit. If I would have just listened to Anakin once. Yeah. Like I just had to listen to him that one time before we left, my friends got killed and then I got betrayed and shot out a freaking window.
1: Yeah, dude. I think that like, as much as it's been memed over the years, because he's always talked about, it. it's like, he's not dead. He's I'm not dead. bring him back. Like, I do think that there, there's a good story to tell with that character. I mean, and as you much, know
0: how it ends, Nick,
1: he gets his Vader other hand, fucking kills him. Yeah. He no, gets his Vader other hand him. chopped off. And then Vader no, I, cuts I want, I want
0: off. Anakin to take him out. Like, Oh, yeah. Hey, you little bitch.
1: No, yeah, I do think that that would be. We another... should have took him to
0: trial. Now you die, I,
1: and like that fits with the narrative of what Vader was doing during that time period too. Vader was hunting down the yes. remaining Jedi after Order right. sixty six.
0: Hey, you talked me into it, green light it, send the script over tonight. Let's go.
1: Like that's you know like we're in an era now where the people who are most vocal in the star Wars fandom or star Wars, whatever you want to call it are the prequel people. Like it's people like Jared and Connor and, and you know, like all of the younger people who grew up with the sequel or with the prequels as their favorite star Wars content. So like, Hey, like if that's who your fan base is is, and that's where a majority of your watch hours are sitting, then make something that will please them. Like, you know, and, and hey. I think that there's a good story to be told. So do it. Fucking make it happen.
0: All right, it's done. Nick just put it out there. Yeah. It's been spoken. So expect the Mace Star Wars story. Mace Windu 2027. Heard it here first. Yeah, yeah Bat. Who's the master now? That's right. I, yeah, uh, I'm dude, you, I Vader think that versus that, Mace would be fantastic. It would be <laughs>
1: sick as fuck. And it would also be a really cool juxtaposition between Vader, who is obviously not like he is when, you know, or not like he was when when everything went down in the office and Mace gets thrown out. And neither is Mace. Mace is also adjusting to life without a hand and without like just, you know, like yeah. the the comparisons between those no, two. I would, and, I
0: would love to see that. That know. would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, I wasn't good enough to be a master then. What about now? Yeah.
1: I think that would be sick. So
0: all right. Well, hey, let's just keep keep those positive vibes going. You never know. If Bob Iger is feeling generous, I'm sure he'll cut a check to Sammy Jackson. All right. One more before we get into our Bad Batch special topic. Remember, we're going to go through our Bad Batch season three once. Okay. What do we want to happen? And then our predictions, what do we think is going to happen? But real quick, it got a funny quote here from Ian where he pretty much confirms, like, I, I know they say he defends Palpatine's return here, but if you actually read his quotes, he's like, hey, whatever. It's a fucking <laughs> job. It's a paycheck. But uh, the, Ian is also in this empire issue. They're, they're talking to him and they, they obviously bring up the somehow Palpatine's returned. And, you know, he says a lot of people said it was ridiculous. Right here. Hand up. At least I do now. When, when we saw him in 2019 in Chicago in that arena, it was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, uh no. But then he goes on to say, of course, he was dead at the end of Return of the Jedi. And frankly, I think George thought he'd killed me, too. But J.J. thought it would be a good idea. I wasn't going to argue with him. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> saying like, Hey dude, this is kind of stupid, but you're giving me a job and cool. Um, yeah. and then he, he kind of comes down here and talks about it. He's like, listen, uh, you know, I felt the Palpatine always had a plan B, probably a plan C, D, E, and F as well. And he was an expert in cloning, so and that that's really all he goes on to say. I mean, he 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 does kind of talk about Palpatine fucking, believe it or not, cuz they they kind of bring up his do it term. Yeah. And he goes, "Please don't pursue that line too vigorously." But yes, he does have sex. It's a horrible idea to think of Palpatine having sex in any shape or form, but then, of course, of course, perhaps he didn't. And, uh, you know, he he goes in and kind of makes fun of midichlorians and and, and stuff like that. But it's just like you can tell Ian's just along for the ride, you know, kind of like Harrison Ford doesn't really want to know any of the in-universe bullshit. Isn't going to question the choices of the creators. Just like, hey, man, just tell me where you need me to go. How many do-its do you need? How many cackles do you need? I'm there.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, if you're an actor... That is, that has a role like Ian has at his disposal. Like, of course you're going to take advantage of it. Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I don't mean that he's like taking advantage of Disney or the fan base or anything like that. But like, when you're given the opportunity to play an iconic character that, that you built again, like, why would you say no? Like, I don't
0: blame anything on Ian. Yeah, no,
1: not at all. Like, you know. It's just funny
0: to hear him thinking about his character having sex. Having sex, sex. yeah. It's like, dude, I mean, we know he did.
1: We know he did. Well,
0: (laughs) technically, he he didn't, unless maybe when he was Sheev, he might have been knocking some boots when he was under Plagueis' tutelage, but according to canon, Ray is the progeny of a failed strand cast of Sheev that had sex with Ray's mom, who I think is a real... Person.
1: Yeah, but didn't I thought? I mean, maybe this wasn't a storyline. Maybe this was just us speculating. But didn't he like? Wasn't there speculation that he had a relationship with one of his like one of the, who was it? Oh, the, the blue, uh, like the it was one of the people who was like always in his chambers with him. What do you think he's it, he's name?
0: jerking off Masamita in the in the Senate chamber? No, no, <laughs> it was like
1: he, it was that the. the the woman that was always with him that ball like sly yeah sly Slymore. more yeah i thought that they had uh, like a relationship or maybe I that wasn't at, canon. at least in
0: in the comics he just is fucking with her and actually uh by the way check out our, our comic recaps up on youtube.com star wars time show but nick she's actually come back into the fold trying to convince vader to join the i forget what it's called it's like the it's not the hidden empire secret empire, but there's a faction of the empire that is now without Crimson Don's help looking to overthrow Palpatine. So in between the period of, of empire to Jedi, essentially the entire galaxy wanted to get rid of Palpatine, even his own people. (laughs) I mean, dude,
1: that's that. Like, I mean, I know that like George Lucas has come out and said that star Wars isn't an allegory for like real life wars or anything like that. But like, that's exactly what happened in Nazi Germany. Like they're getting towards the end, and people were like, "Let's just fucking kill this Hitler dude and see if we can skirt our way out of this shit." Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, he's he's like he's getting a little crazy, doing some weird shit, and uh, talking about cloning and stuff. Literally, yeah. it's time to time to end this this pony ride here. So. Uh yeah, I don't know. I it's just like whatever. I mean, God bless Ian McDermott. He is our, our our emperor. He clearly thinks about Sheeve Bonin. Like Bat said, I mean, Bat does make a a good point. Oh, come on, how many ugly ass powerful men have women draped all
1: over? Them? I mean, like he was definitely, you know, do, I, younger do yeah, younger
0: years, but I think once he was enacting his plan as a senator, that was it. He had no time for for puss after that. Maybe yeah. he's like he's like all right. It, it it it's time. I see the chosen one has made it to my planet. I I, I tricked uh, Padme here to make me Supreme Chancellor. It's time to focus. I'm gonna think with Sheev's big head now instead of the little guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> all mm-hmm. right, everyone. It's time to get into this week's special topic. Special topics. We'll be taking a break until May as we. Uh, spend the next many months, few months here breaking down and discussing current episodes of the Bad batch. but uh, it's been fun. We've got all sorts of notes to keep these going once the bad batch is over. I actually want to do kind of an end cap to our top live action i wanna I'm gonna make us pick our top five overall. We've got the animated series to to start talking about, some top moments there. But because the bad batch is nigh. All right, week away, less than a week away at this point in time. It does kind of suck that they, they didn't follow the Ahsoka cadence. I, I will never understand who's making decisions over at Disney+. Plus. It really seemed like the community loved the 9 o'clock east drops of Ahsoka and allowed us all to kind of get around and talk about it and just further spread the word about it. But no, nah, let, let, let's go back to Wednesdays 3 a.m. east because that's, that's cool. <laughs> um, but as we do whenever we get a new star wars show if you're new here the swts we put our heads together and we come up with once okay what, what do we want to see what do we hope to see kind of the fan type of shit headcanon and then predictions what we think will actually happen so we're going to start with the once here we got about 13 we'll try to keep the pace going uh, but chime in, obviously, in the live stream. If you're not here, you can always join when we're doing the show's Wednesdays, 5P East, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. All right, Nick, so here we go. Bad Batch S3 once. Obviously, none of these are ranked. I don't even know if there's an order. I probably just went on the order of our little stupid bullet list. So the first one I got here, and you know, we kind of talked about this a week or two ago, but I want, I want an Omega and Boba meetup interaction somehow all right yeah i want it i just it why why create the backstory for this character why make such a big deal that she's the only other unaltered clone on in the galaxy her name's omega he was the alpha it just it it, it is written itself at this point
1: yeah i mean we talked about this a little bit last week i do think that like the opportunity is there and and like i said you know, on the last show is like the the thing that I struggle with is like, how do you bring him in, in a way that kind of makes sense, you know? I know. Um, and that's the only part that I'm struggling with. If we've talked through different ways they could do it, you know, like maybe they just go out there and they're like, Hey, look, we'll fucking hire bounty hunters to take this place down too. And he's one of them. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, Obviously, with these two characters being linked by their shared heritage as unaltered clones, it would make a ton of sense. Um, If they don't do it here, then the decision then comes in, like, is this where Omega's story ends? Does she not have another, like, life after Bad Batch? Or do they decide to bring her back into the Mandoverse at some point? Um, But yeah, I mean, I think a, a meeting between these two characters would be really cool if they can execute it well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you, and oh, sorry. We'll spend a bit more in the predictions because I, I I finally just ran with one. We'll kind of see what you think. It it's kind of in line with what you're talking about, but a little more, maybe just casual passing. You know, what I mean, not a not a specific poignant moment of like, "Hi, I'm Boba. Hi, I'm Omega." All right, so sticking with the once. Next one we have here. We all want Ahsoka to show up in some capacity. Nick and I, we would prefer it to be kind of cameo-esque. But I would like that cameo Nick to be kind of at the end, she shows up and at least saves Rex. I would love if it was Rex, Gregor, and Wolf, the three old guys she leads the Star Wars Rebels to in that series. But if we are going to get in Ahsoka and it's not just going to be a, a, a hollow chat with Rex... It'd be awesome to see her kind of come in and 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 pick up at least Rex after all the shit has kind of played out. Clone Force 99's probably dead. Rex is feeling bad. Maybe Rex is even almost going to die and she shows up and here we go. Yeah, no, I got I, you, buddy. I got you.
1: I think that that's a really good opportunity there for sure. I think that Ahsoka to me like Ahsoka has to be involved in this in some way. It would be so weird if she wasn't. Um and I think that you know if she isn't a part of the main strike group then having her be there and like you know essentially you know say i don't know save rex like get him back like a millennium falcon trench
0: run save yeah last second okay i got you boys let's get the hell out of here like she's not gonna actually accomplish the the mission she's just gonna pick up the pieces
1: yeah no I, i do think that there is some value in that for sure so yeah,
0: for sure. Now, I would really, like I said, it would be great if it was Rex, Gregor, and Wolf because we know they ultimately link up and end up living together as old clone bros on some desert planet fishing for something using old Clone War walkers. Um, so that that would be neat. All yeah. right, cool. Yeah. Next one here, and this this is kind of going into... Some of the things we saw in the trailer, some of the predictions we've already made, but as a want Nick, I I do want Cody to have a heel turn. Not because I hate the character. I, I just think it would be one hell of an, an out for this named clone. A, a clone really... One of the the oldest named clones. I, I believe he's the only named clone we got in the live action Star Wars yeah,
1: prequels. I was going to say, in, in the prequels, yeah, I yeah, there's there no Rex Cody in, was in the, the prequels. Yeah, he was the only one that was called out by name. Like and yes. that was the only way that we knew that that like some clones had names. <laughs> so, exactly. Um. Yeah. I mean, so, I think that the last time, like, you know, having him go full bad would be a really cool way to end that story for him
0: but yeah obviously not his choice because we we know he made the conscious decision to walk away and i i'm hoping i'm not hoping for him because that would be awful but i'm hoping for fans and good narrative that as he was kind of like hey empire i'm done they just rounded him up they're like no you're not and they they kind of turn him into a a true believer and he ultimately you know has this heel turn and is going to die because of it but fans i think would be like oh no not Cody. Don't do it Cody. Maybe see him fight it a little bit and then I don't know, maybe he blows his brains out. Obviously that wouldn't happen, but I I uh, I would like to see Cody have a heel turn, obviously not of his own volition. It would be a a forced heel turn.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um I think it would be cool. I mean, cuz all I mean, have we really had any other named clones that like went out bad? I mean, that, that were, like, that, like, stayed, because, I mean, all the ones that we listed now obviously have turned and are, like, broke their conditioning yeah, I, I mean, programming and stuff. Right,
0: and and by season three, friends, I don't even think the Empire's dealing with clones anymore. They're they're either rounding them up and shipping them off somewhere, like a concentration camp, or to Tantus. Like, the, the, I'm pretty sure that happened at the end of season two. Like, the, the, the TKs are now the main units Uh, and you got some of the Republic commandos, but for the most part, the, the regs are they're being decommissioned in massive numbers. Uh, I I just, it would be a nice end for Cody, a meaningful end more than just, he walks off into the sunset and we never know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I do think it would be beneficial to do that. And it would also be like, you know, a very tough moment for, any of the clones that are involved yeah, in his that, yeah,
0: exactly know. i mean not only would it be impactful for us as fans but in universe they're gonna be like no i mean damn it cody like they got cody so yeah all right next one here nick not much to say outside of tech please stay dead even though you probably won't but as a <sighs> want again this is a want i want tech to be dead and stay dead
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am 100% behind that. If he comes back alive, I'm going to be so fucking disappointed. Like it's just, I don't know if if he comes back alive, I truly don't know why they keep doing this. Like, I don't know what value they see in bringing back characters who are supposed to be dead, but if they do it with like if they do it with tech, it's just, it's almost a series killer. It's like, why would you do that? Especially well, considering you'll that- do
0: make him that true believer or something dumb like that. Cause they're like, oh, it's going to be shock value where I, I still believe Cody would be better that way. Cause we, we don't know his fate. Tech had a fate decided.
1: Yeah. Like if, if he's the true believer, then like just take a break on cartoons. Like, <laughs> like seriously, because the the writing is becoming bad. Like if that's the it, choice it's okay that you to make- let
0: people die.
1: Yeah, like if that's the choice that you make to bring back a character who who died sacrificing himself for his brothers in, in a way that is like, oh, now he's a true believer clone, you you've truly missed the point of death. Like, of death in Star Wars. Like, they they really do need to just fucking well, reassess yeah, how they handle it.
0: They'd be going for, like, a, a a second cheap pop. Not that his initial death was a cheap pop. It was a great pop. But bringing him back, that would be cheap. It would be a cheap pop for people like, oh, yeah, hey, that's got to be tech. Whenever everyone is saying, oh, that's got to be tech, if it ends up being tech, you know Nick is right. It's just bad writing then. Like, it, it's it's stupid. Okay, so... Please, Tech, stay dead as one of our Bad Batch Season 3 once. Next one here. Here's our boy. We're just talking about him. But, Nick, I, I want it made clear. I want a direct link to Palpatine's cloning stuff in Bad Batch to what we've learned about it in the Mandoverse and then the sequel trilogy. Even if it's like dropping a project necromancer, a, an Exegol mention, I want the link established. Okay. Yeah. They, they really haven't, we've all kind of inferred like, oh yeah, they're doing cloning shit here. Probably one day Jedi cloning, but at least just cloning, cloning now, like let's get into it then. Let's start talking about it. Why are we doing it? What's it being done for? What's the, what's the end game? Okay. So I, I want more of a link to what's happening now with palp and the cloning stuff to all the bullshit that popped up in the uh, Manoverse in the sequel trilogy.
1: Yeah, I do think that they need to address it in some way shape or form. Like they really need to start drawing those connections like you were mentioning because, you know, ultimately that's the big thing that they try to ha- that they're going to have to try to patch up in this lead up to the sequel trilogy like it was the thing that everybody hated the most and now like your job as a Star Wars writer if you are writing in a storyline That is, you know, connected to it is to like try to draw some parallels and connections to it and make it make sense.
0: All right, yeah, it doesn't have to be like a full episode, but just just something. Maybe an Easter egg, something on the screen in the background says Exegol or or "S period N period O period K period E period."
1: Yeah, I don't know,
0: like because at this point we all got to remember they're not messing with or at least we don't think they are because they might not have specimens although with vader going out and killing them all maybe they do have some specimens but they're dead maybe their tissue doesn't work but what i'm talking about is is the force infusion of clones yeah the empire doesn't even know how to clone yet that's why they needed Nala say. And that's why they brought in Omega to force Nala to work for them. Cause they they because they're so fucking stupid and literally nuked Camino and killed anyone that knew anything, they don't know how to clone like the Kaminoans did. They yeah. don't. Like they, they can't even make like a legit clone a strand. So who knows if they're even dealing with the force stuff. That technically isn't till Luke's hand, at least in the comics, and then Grogu in the Mandoverse era. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, I just, like, give us a layer, okay? All right, you know, we talked about this last week in our special topic of, you know, characters that need to make their debut. And Bat will probably smile at this because I initially shot this down, but at this point in time, I-, I would love to see Vader take out Clone Force 99. Fuck it, who cares?
1: Yeah, I think in in universe it makes sense, given the importance of Tantus to the overall goals of the empire and not even just the empire to the emperor himself. Like the emperor would do anything that he has to, to protect that facility, because that Mm -hmm. is where everything related to his survival post, you know, body death post, whatever uh is is hinging on so like if if he knew that anything was going down there like he sending in the cavalry out so i do think that just narratively it makes sense that once they figure out that something is going down at Tantus then he would send vader to go take care of it for sure
0: yeah like like not right away but when he realizes like okay my the 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 peons aren't going to be able to handle it i got to send this dickhead that i keep Making angry and making fun of to keep him angry. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and send my my most sharp tool in the toolbox. Uh, listen, it, it would just it would be a visual spectacle. It would be amazing. Uh, I I don't want to see him just wipe the mat with him, but he's going to after they get a you know maybe a shot in or two. They're, they ain't chipping his. They're not chipping the face mask, but you know they might they might short out a button, take out maybe a a, a hip controller or something like that it would just it, the, for the visuals alone just seeing him instantly walk in oh wrecker your neck's broke oh hunter you, you know you can move a little bit all right woo, 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 throws the lightsaber at him something like that you know i it just it'd be like it'd almost be like vader swatting at at bees or something you know the yeah. bees might get a sting here or there but for the most part they're just a nuisance
1: yeah i think that there's no other way for him to like, as at least as of right now, we'll see how the season plays out. But like, what, like who else is going to kill him? Like who else is going to take them out in a really meaningful way? Unless, yeah, I could, you know, I, I don't foresee that, that Asajj is coming back on the bad side of things that like somehow no. she is like resurrected and now is working for the empire. I I don't see that happening. Um, But I do think that, on the table like what's on the table right now in terms of like imperial resources the best would be to have vader take them out so yeah
0: yeah i mean like you said they might start with bounty hunters might roll out scorch some of the the commandos maybe even a few tks you know the enlistees but after a while they're going to be like okay you know the you know the, the klaxon's going to go off homeboy's going to roll in hopefully in his interceptor or his tie advance, just casually get out and, and start, you know, waving the sword, barely even breaking a sweat, walking, not running. No, you know, he'd be very Vader-like. It would just be awesome. bat here, the thing with Vader, Rex, and Ahsoka, I don't think they can be together at this point in time. No. Um, Ahsoka can't have her first sensing of Vader until Rebels, because it's documented in that. And I don't think Rex can see him at all because I think he's kind of clueless in, in the who Vader is all the way up to Rebels. So um, I, I think it would be kind of neat to see Vader fighting Rex considering their relationship, but it can't be anything deeper than just, a, you know, hey, oh. You're tossed and I just knocked you out. And they drag his limp body away to safety. Uh, Rex can't have any sort of meaningful interaction with Darth Vader. Just can't happen. Yeah. And same with Ahsoka. So if Ahsoka shows that, you know, I could make, you know, Rex is getting beat pretty bad. He he doesn't, no one knows who's who. Clearly Anakin knows that it's Rex. Rex has no idea, but uh, maybe, you know, Ahsoka scoops his carcass up and and hauls him out. But I, I don't think Ahsoka can even be in the same room building as vader at this point in time
1: yeah i i agree with you there for sure i i don't think if you're going to incorporate him it it can't be to like you know fight rex and ahsoka i mean just- she
0: literally senses him through spaceships yeah like she she's on the ghost i believe he's in his advanced shooting phoenix squadron to death and she's like oh f- fuck i I'm feeling something that's familiar, but it ain't what I used to know. And I'm going to kind of pretend that I didn't just feel that and think who I think it is.
1: Yeah. So, um, I agree with you there. I do think that, that the more valuable part of Vader is like putting him against the batch. And then that way, Oh, hundred percent. Like when the batch goes out, you can't be like, Oh, they went out like punks. It's like, no, they, they, they went out to the dude and right you know that's no that's i think just how it and,
0: and, and and you're right i mean they i don't know who else can kill them outside of palpatine and it really kind of honor what they are i mean fuck fuck the republic commandos they're not clone force 99 clone force 99 was bred to be the way they are i mean they were literally they're they're mutants they're mutants i mean they, they were given extreme abilities that the other clones did not get. So they are the superheroes of the clones. I don't see just regular clones taking them out. I don't see TK's taking them out. Republic Commandos taking them out. It's gotta be
1: big time. Yeah. It's got it's gotta be the big boy. It's gotta be the big I, boy. I so. mean
0: the only other thing maybe you know a Star Destroyer shoots an orbital bombardment at their face. Okay. Yeah, I All mean right.
1: like is that it? Is that how it goes out? Is like it gets to the point to where like the empire's just like scuttled the ship and they just blow it up themselves. They already
0: tried to do it on Camino. It didn't work. So I guess (laughs) not even
1: that can kill them, Nick. So yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) true. It's gotta be Vader or Palpatine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So (sighs) I am interested to see how, how the end of it goes, because I do think that there is like a lot of uh, like ambiguity around, like there's not a lot of ambiguity around how it's going to end. Like how it's going to end is pretty straightforward, but like the individual pieces of how it will end, you know, getting there.
0: It's, it's so wide open, man. Like I just, I have, I have no idea. Yeah, it it really is. But Hey, that's, that's why it's exciting. And like I said, if you're real media, you've already seen the first eight episodes and they're all saying the same thing. It's pretty glowing. This is some deep shit. It's going to hit you. It's dark. So I'm, I'm all for it. All right. Next one here. I want Sid to get got. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I, I, saw,
1: I saw this on here. I thought it was pretty funny. So yeah, go hit us with it. it.
0: Yeah. So it literally, <laughs> it, it is what it, I, I, it's just as I have it written in our notes, Nick, I want Sid to get got, I, I want her to get her just desserts or whatever that, that saying is. I mean, she's a piece of shit. Okay. I mean, she literally is the reason why Omega is now captured. Uh, the, the, the boys lost her. She's done nothing but treat them like piss and shit the entire time they've worked together. They've done nothing but bring her riches and more power in the underworld. So I I really want her to die. Just die. And I know it's not going to happen. I know Mm -hmm. the Bad Batch won't do it. But I would love for Sid to get hers in a bad way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think it would be such sweet, like a sweet revenge moment, or not even a revenge moment, because I don't want the Batch to kill her. Like, I, I, I truly want it to be, like, one of those things where she's, like, like caught up in a crossfire or something else happened. Like, I don't want the Batch to, like, hunt her down and take her out, but I do want her to get her comeuppance. like, whether it be, like, she gets caught by the rebel alliance for aiding the empire or she gets like something happens to her where it's like you, you got what you deserved, but it wasn't like fucking wrecker picking her up and yeah, fucking yeah. ripping her body in half or some right, shit like No, that, no. You know? Yeah. You're
0: hundred percent. The bad, the, the batch can't do it. I'm with you. I, I would even prefer to just be the empire fucks over. Like that's, yeah. that's who they are. You know, you work with the empire, you're eventually going to get burnt at some point in time. That that I would like to see that where, yeah. you know, maybe they just come in and take over Ord Mandel or, or Mantel and, and they take her, her stuff and so on and so forth. But I want her to suffer because um, she's a scumbag. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a, no reason to go any deeper into that one. Next one here. A we'll see where Nick goes with this, but I, I just kind of wrote a worthwhile resurrection of Asage. And I guess what I am meaning there is like, Let's not just bring her back just for fun. Let's give her a narrative purpose that makes sense, not only for Bad Batch, but has potential to go beyond Bad Batch. Yeah. I think that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. We we, we like had a bit of this conversation in the last uh, episode, and it, it is really like... It goes back to what I was talking about with tech. Like, if you're not going to respect people dying in, in in the show, then like if you're going to bring them back, then bring them back and make it good because it, it, here's what I don't want to happen. They bring this girl back. She's in this episode and she fucking dies again. Like, no, if she, that's what I
0: mean. Like, don't, I don't want this to be a one-off.
1: Yeah. Like if she dies in this episode, then like, what, what's the fucking point? Like I, I really like, if you're going to bring her back, which they are, it's not an if anymore, they're bringing her back. So like, have her have an impact on whatever is happening here and then have her have an impact on something else later. Like, Thank I don't you. care if you bring her into the Mando verse. I don't care if you bring her into whatever the next series is that you're planning. That's in this time period, like whatever, but you can't, you can't take a character who was killed in fucking Canon in Canon, bring her back to life to only have her die in this season. Like I just feel like it would be such a waste
0: because they they already did narrative gymnastics to resurrect her and be like, wink, wink, don't worry. We honored the whole novel in Canon. So yeah, yeah. this can't just be a one-off like, Oh, Hey fan punch dead.
1: Yeah. Like I I really do hope that it's, it's not like, okay, well, we're going to bring her back for, you know, episode one and then she's going to last through the whole season and then she dies again. It's like, but, but, but what, if, if they do that, like what could this character do that another character couldn't like there, you could like, you could have easily replaced her with Quinlan Voss. Like Quinlan Voss would have been a totally fine, like external character to bring in who isn't already dead and would serve the same purpose. So that's all I want is like, yeah, just do it in a way that like, Shows me what your plan is for her moving forward. So
0: yeah, that, I mean that, that's kind of what I was thinking. And based on the actress that voices her, I think we're gonna get our our, our wish here, Nick. Well, that's it, good. It, without saying it, but she you could tell she wanted to say it. She was on some podcasts, but um, she's like, hey, yeah, there's, yeah, it's pretty much like you could read between the lines. There's there's gonna be more assage beyond Bad Batch. I don't know what that means. Is it animated or are, are we going to start a whole new animated series now? Who knows? But it does sound like this may not be the last foray of Asajj Adventurous.
1: Yeah, hopefully so. Okay. Hopefully
0: so. Th- th- Nick, this one's very similar, but now we're talking about Omega. Uh, same thing. I want Omega to have a worthwhile narrative future. So, essentially, whatever happens to her, I I want to ensure that it makes sense moving into the Star Wars timeline. Even if it's dying, it needs to be a worthwhile death that has narrative impact down the line, or what was the point of introducing this new character, this special character, highlighted as being different. So... Live or die. I I just want Omega's narrative to be impactful moving forward in the Star Wars lore verse.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that because up until this point, like the character's been fun to follow and has been like a you know a, a change of pace for the right. group.
0: Has shown growth between yeah. two seasons,
1: and it, like they've done a good job with that. But like they like her future is very unclear and it it's even unclear in terms of like like do they even did they ever plan to use her beyond just this series because you would imagine that with a character like omega there's opportunity to push her into that uh like to push her into something that is a little bit more long lasting um so even if it is just like maybe there's another series maybe there's another animated series that spins off of this and she's in that or whatever but i do think that if if they choose to end her story in bad batch it would be a little weird honestly like it would be a little weird that like you brought this character who has much more potential outside of this series and decided to end it inside of the series like the bad batch they don't have a future outside of the series it's just how it is like those three characters don't have anywhere that they can go. after this series, like yeah, you could you could leave them alive and be like, well, they they were around in Rebels times and happily they did this. ever after. Yeah, like you could do that, but it's like, <laughs> like you don't really get a sense of narrative closure from that. But with Omega. There is a future for her after this show, and I, I really hope that they take advantage of that. Bro,
0: if this show ends with the, you know, the circle wipe, which is a known uh, thing, for, yeah, hey, yeah. When, when you get a circle wipe, this, this story's over, we're moving to the next chapter. If it circle wipes and they're all on Pabu staring it off into the sunset, smiling, I'm going to vomit.
1: Okay? Yeah, I mean, that'll really... <sighs> Like, I don't
0: want Bad Batch to have a happy ending. It shouldn't have a happy ending. This is not a happy time in the Star Wars galaxy. It's the yeah. worst time.
1: Yeah, literally, like, there is probably no, like, no worse time in the story than it is right now. This is right after the fall of the Grand Republic. This is when, yeah. like... galaxy's
0: losing its freedoms yeah, every day. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: the, the, the vice grip is tightening in the oh. most literal way. Like, there are literally imperial death squads out there, like hunting and killing survivors of order 66. They're 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 hunting down like, uh, you know, like at this point, the rebellion isn't even a thing yet. Really? Like the rebellion hasn't coalesced. So you don't even have like an active opposition against the empire other than just like these small little cells. So, it, it's truly the worst time in the galaxy, and if you're gonna fucking put a bow on it and, and everybody Ugh. has cookies at the end, That'd then be like awful,
0: dude. Yeah,
1: like then what <laughs> like, are you doing? Like you
0: know what I'm saying? Though like they're all like ah, they're playing the stupid victory celebration song from Return of the Jedi, da, na, 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 na. and they're just looking. They're on Pabu Wrecker's, like rah. He's eating yeah. something, you know, and. Hunters just lean back, arms crossed, smiling at Omega because you know she grew again or did something important. Yeah, it'd be it'd be awful. So, yeah, dude, it's uh, I want I want a, a a dark ending for sure. Bat keeps going with Omega and, and the Force. I no, I don't even think that's a possibility because she is again an unaltered Django Fett child. So yeah. just like Boba, she's got the same juice. Uh, the Kaminoans weren't messing with Force cloning at that point in time. Uh, so no i I, I don't think she has anything to do with the force
1: yeah Uh, and it's also like you know i just don't think that there's any value in making her a force user like other than the fact of everything that you just said like they're not even at that point in wheel in mace
0: windu's carcass and carve that up for force dna if you need something (laughs) at this point in time but but
1: yeah i i just don't think that her character would be any better or worse off if she had the force. Would
0: you mind if she perished or do you think she has to live?
1: I don't, I I don't, I wouldn't mind, but I do think that if they, if they kill her, it's gotta be in a, like, again, it has to be in an impactful way.
0: Right. Like I said, it's gotta impact the story moving forward. Otherwise, why did we pay attention to this character? Like what, what was the point of everything? So, all right. Yeah. Next one here. I want the clones in general dealt with as in let, let's see how, why they're mostly gone by the time we get to the OT. I, I think we're going to get a lot of this throughout, you, you know, cause it seems like Rex is going to be going on me- missions to save clones that are, have either been taken out by the empire or marooned by the empire. But I I would like some event where it's very clear to fans that, oh, that's why all of Django's babies are gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm not, clearly they can't blow up a planet at this point in time, but it's need to, I I do think they they really need to kind of draw a line in the sand. Like, this is when the clones were pretty much phased out of the galaxy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that they, you know, they kind of started to show that, um, you know, in Ed, s- you know, you're you're right because season-
0: weren't they like hauling some off to Tantus and just dropping them off to essentially be experimented on?
1: Yeah, like like we we had kind of seen like what their plans were for the clones. Like that got dropped a little bit in last season two when when Rampart was literally just like fucking shooting these dudes in the head himself, like. So I think it's it's been a little bit like okay like they're starting to get rid of them, but if if we really did it's start, like start seeing or see a scene uh, or an episode in this season that's centered around like hey extermination of clones outside of Tantus has stepped up like they're just either like yeah fully frying their chips and just like right. killing the brains yeah, yeah like okay. melting the brains down whatever or like they're 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 having TK, like they're taking TKs out on clone missions with them and the TKs are killing them in the field to shoot them. Yeah. And
0: they probably wouldn't be able to, cause the TKs are just regular slubs yeah. like you and me. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I believe you're right. Cause it was, they were taking clones that have been arrested and shipping them off to Tantus as I believe, cause I think Hauser was in there Uh, There was a rescue mission, in fact, where they, you know, Fireball and Gregor, I believe, save Hauser and some other clones that were being shipped to Tantus. So it does seem like, yeah, the Empire was dealing with the unruly clones, those that had broke conditioning and weren't following just every order like a, you know, a good soldier should. But yeah, how are we going to deal with the regular clones, the ones that are still... Sir, yes, sir. Or Zig Hale, you know. I mean, as bad as saying is, are we going to see like a a clone holocaust of some sort? You know, Nick said, is it a, is it as simple as a button press? Do they send them to a planet and, and release a toxin? I, I don't know. But I, I as I say, as a want, I do want a very clear, or at least one we can infer about the kind of end of the clone race.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like that would put even more like if you did something like that prior to the end then it puts even more emphasis on hey the clones that we may be able to save on Tantus may be the only clones left yeah. in existence like this right. this could be it like there's nobody else like if, so we it puts even more pressure on that situation to like hey we have to save these these clones because they're 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 truly like the last of their race now
0: yeah, we have to believe, Nick, that Rex, Gregor, and Wolf were the last of their kind.
1: Yeah, I mean, up to this point, there really is no reason for us to believe that any other clones survived mm-hmm. beyond, mm-hmm. you know, that timeline. So- 100%. All
0: right. Next one here, and we've brought up his name, and he fits because of Asajj's resurrection, but uh, we're looking for a Quinlan Voss cameo.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, my, my thought on, on the Quinlan Vos stuff is that, like, if you've, if you've taken the time to resurrect...
0: Yeah, these, uh, they somehow have to be combined in, in a narrative, right? Yeah,
1: like, you've taken the time to resurrect Asajj Ventress, and I know that, that like, Ventress was a much larger part of the Star Wars animated universe than, than Quinlan was, but, like, given their connection, especially in canon stories that have been told, you know, Dark Disciple book, like... They were if,
0: lovers for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah, like if she comes back, like he, I would really want to see him as well. Like if if he comes and assists the batch, or if he comes, if he like somehow senses in the force that her that her spark has been reignited, then I I think that there's value in in having him there maybe
0: he's the one that that helps
1: yeah maybe maybe he's the one who figures out how to fucking resurrect her like i will uh,
0: real quick our our, our weekly beyond the dune c plug here but they they put out something an interesting theory that what we're gonna learn in the bad batch about asajj and how she came back may carry all the way into what thrawn is doing on dathomir with those caskets
1: i mean yeah that that's that makes sense. And I think like, when we maybe had seen magic or anything. Yeah, like when we had first heard about um Ventress, that was my my kind of thought was like, okay, well if you bring this character back, then like let her survive through into the Mandoverse and then like oh,
0: that would be when, awesome. when
1: the fucking battle comes up between the New Republic and the Thrawn. and and, you know she's on the side a side again
0: because it'd be her people
1: yeah exactly like then you have this character who is truly caught in between god damn sign this
0: kid up like like, get your typewriter out start fucking punching up some scripts because you are right how badass would it be to have asajj make her live action debut in the mandoverse and she's literally presented with are you gonna help these evil motherfuckers because he brought back your race and they've pretty much been extinct in this galaxy. Or are you still kind of in that gray area where you're definitely not dark side, but you're not a hundred percent a, you know, new Republic supporter flag waver. Yeah. I, I, I would really, really dig that
1: type yeah. of deal. I, I think. It yeah. And like, funny. like
0: Bat's saying, we, we know what they can do with reanimating Corpses bringing yeah. legs back. I mean, the Night Sisters clearly have some some magic, but yeah, it, it would be it, it'd be tech. a good way to like show us like, all right, here we go. This is what can happen on Dathomir with Night Sisters and their magic. So when we get back to Ahsoka season two, and they're out they're doing like a hum and a hum and a hum and a seance, we're like, oh okay, there we go. I remember this. All right. Next one here, a proper send off for the batch at the end, Nick. And I'm, I'm guessing that's probably going to be a hero's death, maybe. <laughs> like what, what's proper here?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me. The way that I thought about it when I wrote this down was. um, Like, let's have a situation like the end of. TC, uh, end of you know tcw season seven where it's like you see the graves built out and and everything that that Ahsoka uh, so, so like it's a, like
0: a, like an epilogue of sorts it
1: kind of you know like you know at the at the end of tcw we see like you know the the graves were made and stuff like that through vader being there like you know vader sees the graves of the 332nd and and stuff like that with the Morai flying over but i really do think that like you could do something like that where it's just like a poignant silent moment for yeah. whoever was close right. to the batch, or you could make it more like something um, like the end of, and this is like kind of a deep cut, but like the end of force unleashed where like when star killer dies, like his death is essentially the spark that built the rebellion, you know, like he was one of the the key figures that really, how like that really proved to the people who started the rebellion that this thing could work like if we can get people like this guy then this thing could work and i think that if you do something similar with the batch like have their death and what they did kind of spark the coalescence of the rebellion to be like right. hey look these the, this was done by by these three or four clones like clones,
0: like discarded clones you know the empire was going to kill them after their uh, their heroics for three years
1: yeah and it and it really would be like a spark of hope like for the for the galaxy
0: it would almost be i i i would love an epilogue now that you brought it up i i think that'd be fantastic Just, just as you said just as clone wars did i mean obviously we saw ahsoka and rex they they downed the um whatever the hell those things are and we saw her with her hood on. We saw that they made the graves. and But then we flash forward a couple years. I believe it's two years now in my timelines book, Nick. They actually notate that. <laughs> but yeah, you got Vader walking around, looking at the aftermath of the crash from many years prior, picks up the lightsaber, looks up and sees more eye. I, I would love something like that. Even if it flashed into the future. You know, let's say Omega lives and it flashes to the future and she's like looking at a hollow recording of the team yeah and and, and then she like walks we see her walking out of like the masasi temple or something she's joined the exactly. rebel alliance dude and and people are like and, and she's just reflecting on that moment where her brothers through sacrifice allowed her to get to where she is now
1: yeah i mean like ultimately this this show is short in comparison to other yeah, animated three, three seasons you know animated series so like what I don't want to happen is is like this show ends and the batch becomes an afterthought. Like, I really do want them to end it in a way where it's like they what they did is felt and, and reverberates yeah, into you, the galaxy.
0: You could be on to something because who have they met? Saul Guerrera. Yeah. Multiple times now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you remember in season two, he, he kind of fucked up their mission because he was there to fuck up the Empire. Yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that he hears about this and he's like, well, shit, these guys, clones, were willing to do this. It's time to step this shit up. And, you know, maybe that's when he gets linked in with Luth. And, you know, we're not going to see that in in Bad Batch, but I like it. I like it. Okay. I dig it. And our last one here, before we get into the predictions, which we're going to scoot through, is... Palpatine killing an imperial imperial officer for yeah. failing at Tantus. So, um, Nick was explaining this. He, he, we never really see it. We see Vader doing it a lot. We want to see the guy do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, what we know about Tantus is that this is Palpatine's personal project. Yeah. Pet like, thi-
0: project times a thousand.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, this is his. You know, like like Ian said, this is his plan B. This is his, if all else goes wrong, this program is going to save me.
0: Even more important than Vader, right? You would yeah. argue.
1: Like, way more important than Vader. Because there, he knows, like Palpatine knows, that there's a possibility that Vader doesn't work out. Which is why he was training other people on the side. He, he, he had, he's
0: also damaged goods from yeah. when he thought he was getting Vader. So <laughs> like
1: even more so after rots Palpatine's like, look, yeah, I got fucking half of a chosen one, but <laughs> literally, like, yeah. Like I got, I got half the guy that a I torso. wanted. <laughs> so, so in a stub. So like, what, what do I do now? Like I need a fallback plan and this is mm-hmm. his fallback plan. And when this falls apart, this should be personal to him. And I would really want to see like him, takes like really it shows some emotion some fury towards the failure of tantus and not just like hey let me phone up vader and tell vader to choke (laughs) out a fucking imperial guy like really make palpatine the the guy who who unleashes his fury after the loss of this like ultra important part of his plan b
0: yeah, and and he this is also the guy that came up with Operation Cinder, which was literally a double bird to the Empire. You guys failed because I died, so now you all have to die. Yeah, now you're you good, all yeah. have to kill each other, essentially. <laughs> so yeah, he I don't he doesn't. Uh, he's definitely I'm taking my ball and going home. That, yeah. That's his his type of
1: personality. And, and like you said too, Matt, the only time that we've seen Palpatine in in like like really fight somebody that wasn't. You know, Yoda was in in Clone Wars when he fought Savage in and, and, and and Maul. Maul. Like you really don't get to see him fight a lot. Like you don't no. even get, really get to see him use his fucking powers all that much. Like
0: G- gives Luke a little little shock and Jedi. But that's about it. Just stands there. Um, yeah, you don't, know, he, he, outside of the comics where he just tees off on Vader, I mean, he, he just, it was like two or three Vaders ago, Vader, Vader comes flying in the Coruscant, hellbent on killing Palpatine. This is all they do. All, you know why the rebels won in Return of the Jedi? Because for the two or three years between Empire, or one year between that and, and Return of the Jedi... What? all the two Sith were doing were trying to kill each
1: other yeah that's, like, that's yeah. it
0: literally that's it he yeah. but he flies into coruscant palpatine's like shoot him down <laughs> he shoots him down vader starts killing a bunch of people And then palpatine's like okay my turn he's like wah, 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 wah. he's like all right i'm still the best right i i can see you're getting angry and you think you're getting stronger but i'm still palpatine so i'm with you nick i'd love to see it too now it's time for our predictions that's right okay, so, so these are what we actually think is going to happen, which probably isn't going to sound as cool as our once, but you never know. Maybe these will be taken to the bankers. Up first, Omega is the lone survivor of Clone Force 99. I, I do think ultimately she is going to make it out. She will be the only 99 uh, member. But like we said in our once, I just hope that it is it is used uh, smartly from a narrative standpoint moving forward
1: yeah i mean i i totally agree with this prediction i think that of everybody who has been a main character in the show it makes the most sense for omega to be this the survivor um because she can have the most impact on the story moving forward for sure
0: all right next prediction here I think the bad batch and whatever whoever comes with them they are going to end up setting the empire's cloning program back significantly possibly even destroying Tantus in full.
1: Uh yeah, I I do think I uh, yeah, agree with that as well. We know that um that Tantus is like the key stronghold that they're going to be you know, infiltrating or trying to infiltrate. So there's definitely going to be some negative repercussions on that cloning program because of whatever they do at Tantus. There's no way that their plan is like quiet, infiltrate, pull yeah. out one or two people and then just let it go as is like, there's definitely yeah, going to be mean, some dude, mayhem. He- there.
0: Hemlock is essentially Dr. Mangala of clones. Like all Tantus is, is like a clone experiment, torture mountain. So they're, they're not going there just to save Omega and Crosshair. They're going there to try and save everyone and then put this thing to bed. And uh, it, it just makes sense because, I mean, we're all the way into the Mandoverse era and the Empire still is struggling with, with cloning. Uh, it, it's, we, we think Gideon finally figured out how to infuse some Force stuff. But, I mean, we're, we're talking decades So I I do think a a big win here that Clone Force 99 is going to get and the other clones is they're at least going to be delaying Palpatine's plans. And possibly, Nick, they may be the reason that all this gets shifted to Exegol in the first place.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely could be, because at this point, like if if Tantus fails and Tantus was a very remote base, like it's built into a mountain. Right, like, and no
0: one knows about like they. They don't even know they're. They don't know how to get there. That's why you know at the end when they couldn't follow Hemlock, they knew they're fucked.
1: Yeah. So like, if this one fails, then like Palpatine's only other option is like, well, do I? I I have to go somewhere where literally nobody even knows how to get to the fucking planet. Like, they need
0: (laughs) wayfinders. This thing to get there. You need all this other shit. I will. I want to remind everyone in the comics, again, in between Empire and Jedi, Vader makes it to Exegol and finds all of Palpatine's shit. And he literally has Luke's hand in a jar and he's already like cloning motherfuckers in jars. So I, I could see this, the Bad Batch being the reason that he shifts his specific cloning op to Exegol.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. This is one I don't really want to acknowledge but i think it is going to happen tech resurrected
1: oh man i'm so torn
0: they've gone to the well so many times i just i i can't see them not doing it again sadly
1: yeah i mean it's it's as much as i don't want this to happen like i i truly don't want this to happen i'm with you but but given (laughs) given star wars's track record recently Oh my God! It's highly likely that they will, and it just like it—it it hurts me that they do it because he died in such a good it manner. Awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, one of
0: the—I mean, I remember when we talked about it, it was one of the best sacrificial deaths in Star Wars, and it's a freaking cartoon. So please, text stay dead, but we know you—the writing room over there. So that's why we're predicting you're probably going to be resurrected.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, We'll see. All right. We'll see.
0: Next one here. I'm going to say my initial prediction, but then I'm going to kind of spin it on one of Nick's wants. I think Hemlock is going to die by Omega's hands. Although if anyone's going to get nuked by force lightning, it would be this guy because he is like the head yeah, of, of Tantus. Yeah, so. I would say,
1: like he's the, he's the guy, <laughs> like he's kind of the
0: guy, I, right? Like, <laughs> Like if anyone's going to get some blame placed on their shoulders with a lightning nudge, it's it's going to be Hemlock. But even more than Crosshair, I I don't know. I just I would like for Omega to take him out, and that's kind of what I'm predicting still.
1: Yeah, I I I think the what makes the most narrative sense would be that like or like given what I want to come out of it, Palpatine really punishing somebody. Um, I. I would prefer it to be Palpatine that kills him but if, for a cool like in show moment it would be pretty sick if omega yeah. closed give him her out.
0: give her that victory i mean he he snagged her he's done uns- unspeakable things to her clone brothers and even Emery, her sister who knows what he's been doing to her so yeah i'd, I'd like omega to take him out but i i would take some sith lightning too like nick nick is pining for <laughs> All right, next prediction, and we've already laid this out there. We've got a we've got a clip out there, so it is it is saved for future generations to give us all the credit when it happens. But Nick, I'm I'm with you, man. I really think Emory is going to orchestrate some sort of, as we're calling it, Order ninety nine.
1: Order ninety nine. You know, I, I right, do. man.
0: I, and and kind of like you were spitballing a few weeks ago, it, it's going to be something with the chips where kind of like Travis is saying here where she either has to flip them to take out all the clones because they they're just uncontrollable or it's a, a rewrite of let's delete that order 66 program. And now your directive is you have none. You are free. You can now think like, like a Rex or like uh, the bad batch because they have their chips removed. So yeah, I'm, I, I think that's, one of your best ever speculations, predictions. I'm running with it, which means they're probably not going to do it because it makes too much <laughs> sense and it would be too cool, but we're, uh, we're laying it out there. We are predicting it.
1: It'd be so cool. It'd be so cool. I would love to see it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, sometimes stuff like this just like falls under the 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 writing radar in know, the like, in the writers' room. But man, that would be such a fucking cool thing. It'd like it
0: would be it'd be everything. Which means it's not going to happen. Yeah. We'll just keep it in our head canon for now, but uh, if it did happen, just make sure to let everyone know that you heard it here first. We're talking weeks ago. We're just just rehashing it right now. All right, next prediction. Potentially see the first generation of Dark Troopers using clones, or maybe even Death Troopers, because if, if you listen to Gideon, he makes it very clear that his Dark Trooper that he ends up becoming is is version 3.0 the best version because hey we finally got some meat in there and meat that has the force we think yeah but i you know i I don't know if it's in legends this the other thing but i I do believe there are rumblings where clones were potentially being used to make new type of trooper units um if anything nick we i think we are going to learn exactly what was happening at tantus with the clones in particular
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like seeing first gen dark troopers like does another thing that we wanted to uh, see as well, which is like draw these parallels to like the other cloning initiatives that we've seen in, um, you know, in the Mandalorian universe, you know, and if you, if you do that here, if you bring in like, Hey, dark trooper V1, like maybe, you know, we're talking about like Vader, like, you know, Vader, maybe the only person w- who would be cool for the batch to like really show down with and go out to, but like maybe, they have to fight through V one Dark Troopers, and like they're they're legit, and like they they put up well, a really it, good fight.
0: They'd almost be like cyborgs. I mean, they they, they yeah. kind of have like the brains of the clones in there, so they've retained all of their Django training and Mandalorian ways. But now they have y- y- you know pistons and, and engines as a body instead of meat.
1: Yeah, so I I, I do think that would be a pretty all awesome right, thing. Right. Yeah, good well, call, there, there go. for sure.
0: There's a prediction. Next one here. And we, we kind of already talked about this. i so not going to spend a lot of time. But the graphic, if you will, this is from the comic showing uh, Palpatine already had all the Star Destroyers built before Return of the Jedi, had his, his Snoke cloning tubes, Luke's hand. But as I said, I, I, I do think we're going to get a tease of the cloning stuff being moved to Exegol. I really, 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 really think that's going to happen. Or why have we been doing this? Yeah. Why are we I, doing the cloning <laughs> stuff now? Honestly, why? If we're not going to make that through line.
1: Yeah. No. I, I. I definitely agree with you there. Like, it needs to be brought up at least by the end of this series, right? E- like, even
0: if it's epilogue, like uh, that perfect scene for an epilogue. You do a tour, all right. We we catch up with the good guys now. Okay. Well, what happened with the, the you know essentially what we're saying, the destruction of Tantus? How how's the emperor going to kind of account for that? And oh, it's he's always had. Plan C, Exegol, to Rock. Okay, back to our buddy Cody here. And this is an easy one. We're just making the prediction here that Commander Cody's fate will be decided by the end of Bad Batch Season 3. We are finally going to find out what happened to Cody. Why wasn't he with Rex, Gregor, and Wolf? Why wasn't he with Kenobi? What happened to him? I think we get it. Is it going to be the heel turn like I want? I don't know, but... I think an easy prediction we can make is we are gonna get a resolution to the story of Commander Cody.
1: Yeah, I think that his exclusion from the Kenobi series basically puts you in a position to where like you have to wrap him up now. Like cause if you don't wrap him up by the end of this season, then like you just won't ever do it. Like you're just never gonna have a, a closed thread for Cody. So I, I really do think that this is their last option.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, Travis is with us here in the, in the live stream. He's saying, I'd love a Shawshank-esque ending where we get epilogues for the surviving clones, Cody finding Obi-Wan on Tatooine, approaching his home two reconcile. Yeah, that, that's, I, yeah, I would take any of that. Fine. Yeah, that, that's That's what we're saying. I'm not saying Cody's going to die. I'm just saying we're going to know his fate by the end of Bad Batch. If we don't, it's another stumble by the writing team. Yeah. All right. Yes, yeah, Sir Dork, we're with you. We really want to know Cody's fate as well. Next prediction coming up. We got two more. Go ahead and change. There we go. (laughs) Ultimate fate of clones decided through mass extinction or via order 99 reprogramming. So there you go. Kind of tying it all together. Uh, We want to see it. I do think we are going to get it. Otherwise, it's a huge narrative hole moving down the star wars timeline like where did these millions of clone soldiers go as as Bat's been saying it's essentially a race within the star wars galaxy that just disappears for some reason i think you yeah. see it and it's either going to be mass extinction or through this rewiring it might be a one-shot deal like hey we're going to break your conditioning but you're pretty much going to die in the next Couple days, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could. You know what would be an interesting ending? If you've ever seen the iRobot movie with Will Smith, I mean, I know that this is like a fucking like, you know, it was kind of popular back in the early 2000s that's a good, But it's a good at, movie. At the end of that movie, I mean, that's essentially what happens to all the robots. Like they get their programming reset, and now they have a will of their own. So like they're they're not just you know these these robotic slaves to humans like they have the ability to to choose and to live a life and i really do think that like if there's going to be if this show is going to end sad which it probably will like the bright spot that you can have is like hey the clones at least now have the ability to to live out their life in whatever way they so choose and I do think that that would be a very powerful ending for this show. For sure.
0: It, it just, they have to be accounted for. You can't have a, this big of a, a number of, of, of humanoid characters floating around the galaxy and then they're just gone. So Yeah,
1: I totally hope, agree.
0: Hopefully we get, we get something. We're predicting we're going to get something. And our last one here, taking it back all the way to our first one. I I don't know, man. I, I think we're going to get a Boba and Omega unknowingly crossing paths moment where yeah. it, it, it could be him and his helmet just walking by her with other bounty hunters, something like that.
1: I, could I, I think that's how it's going to play out. I could definitely see it being like that, where it's like almost a passing glance from him. It, where exactly. Like, like he is shrouded, like, and she can't really see what he looks like. Possibly even
0: she- epilogue shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, that could definitely be like, you could almost look at it as like a, like a foreshadowing or a teaser. If they choose to keep Omega alive, like if that moment does happen, does that like foreshadow or tease something that could happen in the Mandoverse, like where those two characters somehow link up again? Well, as you
0: said, I think last week, that would be the perfect time for them to actually explore their familial bond because Boba is in a headspace to where he wants that. He needs it. In fact, he, he wants family. So I'm with you where if, if they do really kind of get into it and explore their past, it probably would have to be in live action into that era. Not now. Now I think because, Unless they get right to it in season three and they start to, you know, hey, like you two are brother and sister. It's going to have to be a very innocuous interaction the first time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I just don't see. They, I don't think they have enough room to really dig into that in this season. I think there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. And I don't know if you have enough time to, like, detour for for that kind of Yeah, so that's why I'm predicting yeah. it's going to yeah.
0: be pretty casual almost an unknowing crossing of paths neither one's really neither one will really know that they're in the same vicinity as their sibling
1: yeah for sure so yeah good all call. right
0: that does it real quick before we get into the fan segment if you're on the live stream you can see it up there but we do have runtimes for the first eight episodes of bad batch season three Next week, everyone should plan for about 80 total minutes between the three episodes. I'm not sure if that includes credits. I think it it does not. Uh, episode 1, 31 minutes. Episode 2, 25, 25. Episode 4, 25 minutes. Episode 5, 26 minutes. Six twenty five. Seven twenty three. Eight twenty five. So episode 1 is going to have a little more juice to it than a standard episode, but Nick, it looks like... As usual, for for a cartoon, a 30-minute show, we're, we're looking anywhere from 23 to 25 minutes of content each week. Yep. Pretty so standard. that takes us into the SWTS fan segment. We do it every week. There's two ways to get involved. First way is through the question of the week. I guess there's three now. You could ask us a question. Ask us
1: a question, yeah.
0: We'll ask you all a question over on Star Wars Time dot show. Typically, uh, I'm sorry, that's on Instagram. Question usually gets dropped early Tuesday morning. I don't know what happened today, but it went nowhere. It only went to 96 accounts. It so only got two comments, so it's going to be short and sweet this week, Nick. But we did get a question we did. from the fans, so let me go ahead and pull that up real quick our buddy Ripic Tan keeps coming through. He somehow has busted through the algo to actually see our new content. So Nick, he's asking us who's dying. I'm guessing that's in relation mm-hmm. to the bad batch, but since it's open, it could be, yeah I don't know, anyone, you know, dying. Are you dying as any, an existential
1: question? Rippick, The answer is we're all dying from, from the, from the <laughs> moment, moment you're born, you born. You are dying. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but in terms of, uh, related to this topic, if it was up to me, the whole batch is out like oh, Hunter, yeah, Hunter Wrecker, you know, tech is obviously stays dead. Like they, all of them, all of them are, go out and they go out in a way that is like, that is honorable. And that is truly like a spark for the formation of the rebellion. You know, like there are people that are affected by their sacrifice that see their sacrifice as a beacon of hope for what can be done in the galaxy if people come together and fight against a common cause. Um so that's that is how I would say it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you so I'm not going to retread the the batch they they have to die. Uh, I'll throw out I think Hemlock also dies and uh Commander Cody. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Rippick. Thanks for the question. Uh, we, we also throw those up on Instagram at StarWarsTime.show. Those will just be in stories using their question sticker. So like Sir Dork is saying, try not to miss them. But we know a lot of times it's probably not your fault because you're probably getting ads because that's more or less what IG has become these days. A lot of ads. Ooh, a post. Ooh, an ad. Ooh, an ad. Ooh, a post. Ad, 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 post, post. Ad, 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 post, post. All right. So now for the actual question of the week, like I said, we do this every week. At the end of the show, you just got to find the prompt and get involved. So this week we asked you all, what is your best Bad Batch S3 prediction? Sadly, we only got two replies, but it's from two of the most loyal and longest serving of Fando's, Johnny Osage and Mr. Bat, 2797 Studios.
1: All right. So we'll kick it off with Johnny first. Johnny gives us a good uh, response here. He says, more storytelling opportunities for future Star Wars shows or movies. Uh, since it seems that most clones are done away with at the end of this series, perhaps Omega makes a statement like, I am the last one, and Rex says, no, there is another. This could open the door for live act- for Omega live action in either Disney Plus or Alpha and Omega, a Django story. <laughs> That's funny. That's well, I know John-
0: Johnny's a huge, ba- I-, I believe he's a big Batch fan, at least an Omega fan, because he's always making custom Omegas as an adult. So he- he's been pitching and predicting in an older, you know, teen, young adult Omega for many years now. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see him getting behind and stumping for the Alpha and Omega at Django's story. That's brilliant, actually, if you think about it.
1: <laughs> definitely. Hey, man, like I, I would be all what for a guy. it if they can find a way to, to work that in and do it well. So, um, yeah, good stuff there from Johnny. Thank you, as always. And then, uh, like Matt said, 2797 Studios, our good friend, Mr. Bat, uh, he says lots of heartache, uh, probably so honestly, like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's not a sunshine and rainbows ending to Bad Batch. Unfortunately, I don't see a, a world where that exists. So, um, yes, no, for- should
0: be, should, yeah, sure. Yeah. Bad, I think you're going to get your wish just based on what we've been seeing from the early, uh, media reviews. It, it, it definitely sounds, the tone is dark. It gets right to it. It's, it's, it's real. Like, this ain't, you know, bubbly, farting around, hopefully, Paboo crap. Yeah. I, I still can't get over Johnny's Alpha and Omega, a Django story. I want, I want like a full treatment for this bit at this point in time. I feel like it's yeah. something you could do on Saturday
1: Night Live. Johnny, like sketch. Pitch it, <laughs> pitch this show to us. Tell us what you want. Give us, give me, a, give me an uh, elevator pitch. What do you got?
0: Because it uh, sounds
1: it. like it could be good.
0: All right, uh, real quick before we switch to the top five, I forgot to show this off. I just got this from my wife before we went live. It's amazing. And I hate even touching it. And too bad Props is in here because he'd really like this. But if you can see it on the live stream, I'm holding up. It's a revised fourth draft of George Lucas's uh, script for Star Wars. You know, And the, this is the, the first one.
1: This is before, or is this after he renamed it? Yeah. So this is after he renamed yeah, it, it from. Well,
0: it still says from the journey of journey. the wills okay. by, by George Lucas and on the cover. And this is why I say we need our boy, Justin in here signatures. So it's yes. got Hamill, Lucas, Carey, James Earl Jones. Wow wow and i have not been able to figure out this one sadly i i, I don't i can't it it, it looks like a, a a john or something i just i can't tell
1: is it well it wouldn't be kazdan i mean it could be kazdan but i don't think it would be for that yeah, particular I don't, I don't know. Movie. either
0: way the fact that it has mark carrie and george and james yeah. on it that that's that's gold i mean I, I guess peter and and maybe harrison but come on uh so yeah this is freaking rad i i don't collect stuff like this so it's like whoa that's amazing. I feel like like I feel bad even touching it right now, and I kind of want it in in what they have—the Declaration of Independence. You yeah, know what was, I mean?
1: Yeah, you got to get a an acrylic case for that for sure.
0: But uh, yeah, I've I've never owned a collectible like this, and that's why it's pretty friggin' awesome. And it, 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 I I've kind of thumbed through it, dude, and it's like you can see the cut scenes, like it talks about you know Luke hanging out with Biggs and and Fixer and Cammy, so. Very cool little gift. And like I said, I I hate that I'm smudging it. So I'm going to go ahead and put it down.
1: Yeah, no, that's an awesome gift for sure. Amazing. I'm
0: going to have to kick out some figures from the glass shelves and, you know, kind of get that on a mountain or something.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, sorry about that, everyone. A little show and tell before we change gears and get into the top five Star Wars Fan Artists of the Week. We do it every week. Typically from Instagram, that's where Nick finds his sources, the way to get involved. Use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. But if you want to be considered for the top five every week, you have to use ad tag at Star Wars Time Show. Don't just do at Star Wars Time Show in your caption. Physically do the ad tag at us. Because while I'll pull from the, the hashtag and the tags for our daily f- real features, Nick only anoints his top five through the tagged post that's right and this is all on Star Wars time dot show all right nick who made the grade
1: ah the people who made the grade this week kick off with uh plastic Picks. it's underscore plastic Picks underscore on instagram and we have an awesome shot here of john favreau aka heavy that's mando right. aka paz Vizsla. Uh, he's doing his thing. Heavy Mando is doing his thing, taking out some Imperial Remnant Stormtroopers with explosions, with his Gatling gun. You can see his jetpack going off uh, as well. This guy's using all of the tools uh, of the trade to take out the Imperial Remnant. Um, so it was just an awesome shot. I also love how um, Plastic Picks either use like some sort of like diorama to make... like. Like the ground itself like exploded right right next to these figures. Yeah, so I just I, thought it was really cool.
0: I'm guessing it's probably a prop from another toy or maybe they just kind of built up some rocks and then either lit off a firework or, or use some um, VFX. But yeah, it, it's, it's a super cool shot. I think the troopers look rad. Classic uh, yeah. pics did some custom weathering on them. So they they look super dope, great looking helmets there, but I, I also very very well done ragdoll poses on those bucket heads getting blasted. So great work here from underscore plastic picks with an X underscore on Instagram.
1: That's right. Next up we have Captain X. So it's C P T underscore E K S on Instagram. Um, I really love this shot. I think this may be one of the first times I've seen something like it, but it is a recreation it's of awesome the too. of the medal ceremony at the end of A New Hope. Um in in what I mean you see like everybody that was up there. You see Mon Mothma, you see Talk, you know, like you see uh you know Han Luke and Leia, you see Chewie, you see all of the crowd, C3PO and R2D2. Everybody's there. Everybody who was in the sh- in the shot in the movie is there. Um, and it really is. It's a, it's a cool representation or scene recreation from the metal ceremony. And just like in the metal ceremony, Chewie has no metal as that that poor bastard (laughs) poor that poor bastard. This
0: setup is insane, by the way, this is all practical. Like he essentially built the inside of the Masasi temple. Yeah, from, I mean from Star Wars it, it, it's it's nuts. It lined up all the random rebel pilots and and soldiers and officers and yep. like you said, you know, he had he's got Dodonna up there with yep. Princess Leia handing out the medals. They're turned around facing the crowd like we see at the very end. It it really is just an impressive shot, setup, idea, and execution.
1: Yeah. At CPT underscore EKS on Instagram. Captain X killed it with the metal ceremony scene recreation. All right. Next up, we have Kill Cutter Photo. And this is, I mean, everybody who listens to this show should know who Kill Cutter is, obviously. Um, But this is a collab piece with at Dr. Toys on Instagram. Uh, And Dr. Toys created... Trooper. Yeah, like an awesome custom a uh, female stormtrooper that just looks fucking sick so as hell cool, dude so and, cool <laughs> and like the way like the shot itself is just like just a kill cutter classic i'll just put it that way it's like you have the female custom stormtrooper front and center but then in the background you have split helmet vader on a field like they're all on the field of snow outside you got split helmet vader you got two other stormtroopers in the background you got two ties flying overhead and then just this badass female trooper right front and center. I mean, it is, it's just one of those shots that like you look at from Kill Cutter and you're like, dude, this is just crazy. It's so cool looking. I just, I i don't even know how else to describe it other than it's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. No, nah,
0: as you said, it's got that Kill Cutter branded feel to it. Yeah. It's hundred percent Kill Cutter photo. You can just look at it. Don't even need to read the caption or see the artist. Uh, the 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 mix of different scales. I believe those are jazzwares tie fighters up there, so they are practical. That's not just something digital added in. Uh, yeah, I'm always gonna like stuff with cracked helmet Vader in here. I mean, this is another one where I might have to go revise my ass to the poor gentleman. And be like, hey add this to the list of prints that I'd like you to send me one day in the mail. <laughs> Cause uh, the, a few weeks ago, I was kind of busting his chops and he actually reached out. He's like, dude, I, I'd love to send some. He's just let me know. I was like, well, this one and that one, this one, that one. That one. I gave I'll, him like 50 and yeah. he's probably like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, I'll send
1: you two. Yeah, so pick two. <laughs> he ain't sending
0: shit. But, um, if he ever sends it, I'll, I'll, I would take this one. It's just awesome. Kill cutter photo work. All right.
1: Indeed. Next up, we have at sentimental underscore scoundrel, and you can tell that I was feeling a little sentimental oh, yeah, this week. We had the the medal ceremony recreation, and now we have another one here from A New Hope. So it's the it's the gang. It's it's all of them. It's the, it's our heroes of the OT, and they're going through their Death Star escape. So you see Farm Boy Luke, you see Fly Boy Han, you see Princess Leia, and you see. Uh, good old walking carpet Chewbacca making their way through the Death Star as they fight their way out, uh, to ultimately make their way to the uh the the Millennium Falcon. Um, I just thought that the setup was perfect. I, I like even like the like I know it's not a traditional camera angle, probably like coming like down and askew to the right, but I feel like it captures the the essence of these characters so well. The the diorama setup is is clearly uh, from the Death Star. I just thought it was a really great uh, capture of of our OT heroes in the first uh, the first time that we've all ever seen them together on the Death Star breaking out.
0: Oh yeah, it, it's it's the pimps, the three musketeers plus one. <laughs> um, I, I I love it. it. It's just uh, I I just read in the caption these are actually custom figures that that uh, senten- sentimental scoundrel painted themselves wow. which is wow. even more impressive yes i mean that like the han and leia sculpts those are just absolutely immaculate really kind of bumping up the the, the quality the look of the black series figures but anytime you get these four characters together luke han leia and chewy it that's star wars so yeah i I'm, I'm feeling the nostalgia that you were feeling
1: indeed good stuff there at sentimental underscore scoundrel on the ig and to close this one out uh, we have at sunset underscore doom. Sunset doom has has definitely popped up in the top five before. And it's for like cinematic shots like this. I mean, sunset doom really just has a way with the camera to make, you know, a toy picture feel like a scene from a movie. And, and this one is a perfect representation of that. We see, uh, we see Din uh, just kind of like walking alone across this craggy landscape in the background blurred you can see the modified in one star that he now uses in the mandalorian and it, it really is just kind of like a poignant shot of uh of din walking by himself uh, you know on this on this planet and in, in the rain um i don't even know what else. like it's just a really poignant yeah, shot no.
0: It's cool. It's it's solemn, Mando. I like the the mixed scale, right? I mean the n mm-hmm. the n one is is one eighteen, Mando's one twelve. So that's always a fun trick to do with a camera. Um, but yeah, I I, I mean I I a big fan of Sunset Dooms. They just always produce great looking shots every week. Nice tight shots, always clear. Not a not a lot of flare and stuff, you know. Not a lot of VFX. Not a lot of fireworks. Just Capturing characters, just doing regular things, and I I always appreciate that because that's kind of how I like to shoot the toys when I used to do it. It's just it's almost like shooting people. Try to just get a a candid versus a stage shot. So great work here from Sunset underscore D O O M.
1: That's right. Well, that is the end of the top five for this week, which means that's the end of our show. Don't forget next week we are moving to Wednesdays. Uh, But yes, that's the end. So, Matt, go ahead and close us out.
0: All right. Thank you, Nick. That's right. Don't forget what he said. Because Bad Batch is in season and just because we want to. The Star Wars Time Show is moving days permanently to Wednesdays. So, Wednesdays, the streams will take place 5P or as close as we can hit. East, that is, on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. But what you should do in the meantime is study StarWarsTime.net All right, that's our home base on the internet, as I always say. We just got to uh, get the rest of you to keep saying it and saying it to people that might not be Fando's quite yet. Speak the good word of the SWTS. Bring them to our altar. Let them hear the spoken word of Matt and Nick. It may be dumb, but it's always going to be slightly entertaining. That's what we shoot for. Never fully, just slightly. All right, people, keep it up. We've got a new show coming, Bad Batch, starting next Wednesday, the 21st. Nick and I will be here at 5 to break it down, to go through all three episodes to let you know what you didn't know. Did you miss anything? Did you see that Easter egg? Do you know what, why that character did that? What is it going to mean down the road? We will tell you next week on the SWTS. Just don't forget that there's always time for Star Wars Time. And if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Away.